you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Okay. Bye, Brianna. Don't throw me the ball. I'm scared of her. <laughs> I love you, Brianna. Oh no, you won't love me. You don't love nobody. You I... love your own self. Come on, love you. And sorry. Stop screaming at me. <laughs> I'm not screaming at you. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Once again, I, I like to sometimes take it back to where at first Stiggy Stiggy started. And in this case, out of the mouths of babes, as you can see, we have a young lady, a young queen who knew how to stand in her own space of royalty. OK, and how to reign over her own kingdom and not accept anything less than what she felt she deserved in that moment, which was more than a sorry ass sorry. So that's why she told <laughs> the person that she was talking to, you don't tell me you sorry talking about you love me and sorry the hashtag for this week is and sorry take a lesson from this young queen in being consistent and also concise cover everything when it's time to speak on a subject when it's time to take action on something make sure your action reflects in the overall assessment of what you had to damn do in the first place mm. hashtag and sorry because she completed <laughs> everything that she was chicky chicky checking this week. I'm a scratch the whole episode. <laughs> everything she was chicky chicky checking him about. The hashtag this week is and sorry, like she said. <clears throat> chicky chicky checking. That's right. And with that being said, and most importantly understood and felt, it's time for this week's QTNAs, which are questions that need answers and also questions that Negras is asking. Here we go. <clears throat> Three of them. Real quick, we're going to knock it out the park this week. Question one. <clears throat> is it true that it, that this past Sunday at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Los Angeles, hey! a chunky toddler tripped and fell going inside the restaurant, and while everyone else gasped and asked if the baby was okay, two seated diners wiped the corners of their mouths with a napkin and closed out their laugh with a simultaneous... <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> and immediately turned to stare at each other. And it was Dave Chappelle and the lady who played Will Smith's mama on The Fresh Prince. <laughs> Is it true? Oh my God. All right, that one I see. I'm mad because I see that one. <laughs> We're going to move right on. <laughs> I see that one. Got you. I Fine. just, for some Don't reason, I knew that I was going to get you, Fred. <laughs> Fine. Question two. And where is it? In this case, it's in the news, too. <laughs> 
question no, two. You're going to respect your uncle when you down there. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> question two. God forgive me. What's the best show on TV? No, that ain't question two. Question two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question. Here we go. And this one is short. Yeah, that's a This one is short. <clears throat> no, I can't get that sound out my damn head. Now imagine Will Smith on the show, Mama doing that. That's what they should have said. They threw Jazz ass out the front door. Ah! Yoo-hoo. Okay, question two. Now, Will. I'm Rick James. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Fuck your couch, Phil. Okay. Oh question God. two. I'm trying to tell y'all. You said it like five times. <laughs> Which one of y'all, and this is short, and I mean, we just need an answer. Which oh. one of y'all said that Tracy Braxton made the final two to play Pray Tale on Pose? Oh, my God. All right. Can't you see her up there on the podium? <laughs> no, Electra, you were just serving it up, Electra. She's really bringing it this week. <laughs> she grabbed and she purse. will come down off there and fight. All right, now, question Candy, three. Now, Candy, don't you come in here and start no mess tonight. <laughs> Yo, y'all are killing question me. Question three. You can see it. I'm mad. Is it true that this past Monday morning at New York radio station Power 105.1, <laughs> Atlanta's own fashionista felonist, Tommy. Okay? (laughs) Tommy was rushing toward the Breakfast Club studios to make her interview on time and bumped shoulders with a taller woman in the tall hall, tight hallways. And when they both said, watch out, at the same time, Tommy looked right into the eyes of literary lady Terry McMillan for about two seconds and waited. Then they exhaled. <laughs> is it true? Oh <laughs> Y'all know God. Tommy and Terry McMillan look just alike. It's no. in the eyes. Clock it. Can't wait for the side by side. With that being said, and <laughs> understood. <laughs> it's time to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the I'm hell, Sheol and or Hades, wants a musty brain? I know I don't. You two never have. Friend, how you doing? I'm good, and you? I'm happy to be here. Dustin and I have on the same outfit today. We do. Y'all do. Vibes, right? It was that telepathic thing mesh. we talked about. We yeah, like island old men today. <laughs> I took, We had a QTNA when Some I was putting my uh, shirt on this morning in the mirror. I looked, I was like... <laughs> Their friend. Okay. <laughs> hey, for and this is a, a funny note, really briefly to let everybody know. Me and Fred actually had a QTNA moment one time in real life. And it was so funny. Remember that day, Fred? I was walking behind you coming in the studio. I I knew I had to take advantage of this opportunity. I was walking behind Fran to come into the studio and record the podcast, and she didn't know. And so when we come to check into the building, we have to check in with at a security desk and place our IDs up there. So what I did was I, wait, I pulled my ID out as I was walking and I made sure to time it so that as soon as she put hers on the thing, he slammed yeah, it on top. I put my ID <laughs> and she looked up. We had a QT in that moment. It was great. <laughs> Love you, girl. Y'all are so sweet. Yo. So I actually have a black business. All right. Let me put this away then. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to dry the boat. Look, you know, look, we, we come in prepared, okay? <laughs> I love it, though. Okay, so 
Crayo Essence. I've mentioned yeah, Crayo. Black. <laughs> <laughs> that's black. And I love it because it's spelled K-R-E-Y-O-L, okay? That's new black. Crayo Essence. I've mentioned this company before because I used their castor oil for many years. Okay. Yes. But I had no idea about the social impact that buying their products had. No idea about the philanthropic work that was attached to the brand. And mm. when I was reading up on it, I was like, wait a minute. I need to bring this up, first of all. Tell me more. And Tell shout me her more. out, right? So mm-hmm. her name is, the co- the CEO and co-founder's name is Eve Car Mamperus. Mm. She's Haitian. She's young. She's brilliant. And what I love about, look at her. Isn't she awesome? Oh, she's gorgeous. Yes. Absolutely gorgeous. Styling on her. So what I love about her organization, I'm actually looking is that she mentions that it's not just a product to, or rather her brand is not just to help us relieve ashy skin Mm -hmm. (laughs) and dry hair, (laughs) but every product you buy is actually helping develop the economy in Haiti. Oh man. And so all about 96% of her staff is made up of women and farmers in Haiti. Oh, nice. But the entire staff is Haitian. Yeah. And I love that because she said it's not so much about providing aid for Haiti as it is providing jobs and opportunities so that it can be rebuilt on its own. Hell yeah. So I love that because obviously anyone who is selling a product at this age, number one, and being a CEO is already unbelievably impressive because of the amount of work that takes. Mm -hmm. But then to be thinking about how it impacts your island, like... Come on, that's next level. So um, she said when the devastating earthquake that we all know that happened January 12th of 2010, um, she wanted to put a pause on the brand because she sort of felt like it was irrelevant at that time. She had to help her community. But her mom told her we should put the business um, at the forefront at this point, if anything, because now more than ever, our people will need jobs and ways to be self-sufficient. She said, when the donations stop with the aid, how will the country survive? So I need you to persevere in making this dream a reality, being that so many lives are at stake. And that's how the social impact of Crayo Essence was born. So well, I shout love out to her that. mama. Right? Okay. Shout out to both of them for persevering through that. So I need you guys <laughs> to go to CrayoEssence.com. That's K-R-E-Y-O-L-E-S-S-E-N-C-E.com where you can see all of their products. They have hair care, skin care, body care, everything from moisturizers to shampoos and conditioners, lotions, creams, hand creams, you name it. A couple of limited edition products as well. A blog explaining more about their mission statement, social impact. I love this because look. Damn, there's some good-ass reviews on this website. (laughs) And that's the best part, too. (laughs) But look, it says 350 farmers, women, producers, and men have been hired to date. And 90% of their products are exported. Look at that beautiful smile. Gorgeous. Isn't that exciting? Yes. I love that. Our people. And on top of that, they also care about the environmental restoration. So farming and harvesting the castor beans actually reduced deforestation, so erosion and gas emission in Haiti. So it's actually an agribusiness as well because it's carefully plants and harvests all of their raw natural ingredients to produce the best beauty products in the Caribbean while also protecting the environment. I mean, come on, she's covering all the bases. So how could we not support that? 
So please check her out. I think she's amazing what she's doing. There's nothing like buying a product and knowing that it's also uh, fair trade, meaning yes. the people that are working on it are receiving living wages and it's building the economy. So Creole Essence is the Black business of the week. Work. <laughs> I'm all up and through the website looking. Right, like what can I order? <laughs> okay. They got all sorts of oils, body butters and shit. Like I'm loving this. She's a great brand. A and I have market. used, I can definitely co-sign the castor oil if anyone uses castor oil it's so good so good such a great brand that's how you saw the reviews they're totally yeah, on point tons of you uh of reviews like hundreds of reviews and it's right. like five stars i'm like damn this, yes they i love that by this. and she's so young so beautiful amazing but so let's jump into the recap i hope keisha kaor finds out about the company <laughs> Whenever KOR times Creole KOR, they just make sense. I hope. <laughs> shout out to Keisha KOR. I hope yes. you you hear this or some y'all. If anybody know Keisha's KOR, ta- tell Keisha KOR to holler. She put some though. castor yes, oil in yes. her palettes. <laughs> Listen now, they could work together. <laughs> so last week's episode, which I'm sorry, but the comments had me crying. People were like, "This episode <laughs> was terrifying." <laughs> Deep fake software. I loved it. I thought it was such a great episode uh, where we discussed, uh, we got in our Black Mirror scary tech bag and discussed the rise of deep fakes, what they are, how they affect our sensory input and why we should be concerned for the future of social media. Asante, who stood out to you? Because people had a lot to say. People did have a lot to say. (laughs) And I want to give a shout out to, pardon me, I hope I'm saying this right. It's Nylon. Um, she goes, I'm a user experience designer and I emailed you last year about a lot of tech companies and how they're ethically ambiguous and often disregard the negative ethics of their decisions. Well, now I work in an AI company and, and I wanted to help ease some of the worries you have. Hmm. Right. Whose side are you on? Right. Hmm. <laughs> One, the issues that come up with AI are, are almost always from humans, not AI. Uh, what the fuck right, else look, they gonna come up with? This is why I'm reading this because I'm sitting here reading this like uh, side eye. No, no we finna oh, read oh. this. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> the AI itself is created usually for a great purpose, then abused later. For example, the software around the deepfake videos and the voice cloning could actually allow children, people with learning disabilities, and even able-bodied adults learn more accurately and quickly because AI can learn and process human error and correct it more consistently. I'm, I don't really, you know, necessarily agree with that. <laughs> I agree with the initial point about, you know, it being created and abused later. But that's with a lot of things. And I think that's where it lies that's the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. also common sense. <laughs> like, and that's where it lies the problem. Like, all this stuff becoming so advanced and then it being abused later. Anyway, I'm just going to keep reading. <laughs> Two, one reason people are so or people are so scared of AI is that we are the only animals on the planet aware that evolution takes place. But for some reason, we don't ex- expect it to affect humans. We're actually in a great position with AI because not only are we creating the next step in the human evolution, they'll, right, they'll also allow humans to live and survive longer. In the last few hundred years, we've done a lot of damage to the planet, partly because we didn't know the effects. With AI, they can help us predict the negative consequences of what we do and find better solutions. This is Skynet waiting to happen. Then you go live exactly with a motherfucker. <laughs> no, you, you go live with somebody. them damn robots. And, and so, low-key, I was trying to wonder to myself, because this is, I'm about to say some real wild shit. You know, just, just cut off this note for a second. 
whenever we order devices off of Amazon, there's always these Amazon-enabled devices in our house. So, like, the microwave, Amazon-enabled. And I guess if we plugged it up to a certain Amazon thing, we can voice control it or whatever. But I always think to myself, those random-ass comments that be under people's shit, that be, like, used or whatever, I'll be wondering if it's, like, the Amazon-enabled vacuum cleaner, like, talking or on some shit. Because I feel like they be... It, them robots, they be transferring and transmitting fucking data and shit. Mm. And I'd be like, I wonder if they listen in the podcast and getting this. So I wonder <laughs> if this was one of them vacuums or something right mm. in. No, you didn't to get us. say the right. vacuum. Hell, yeah. Right, right, I'm right, real, right, I'm right. sitting here like, you are not really proven and actually not going to listen back and be like, damn, my error, my Well, we could turn Black incorrect. Mirror into Cracked Mirror real quick, okay? <laughs> and, and that's real talk. Oh, my so, God. So there's a long list of why AI is actually good, but I'll end with these last two. Yeah, right. You didn't really give us a last one. Anyway. Uh, a lot of times we associate AI with taking over jobs, and they could and should actually help us do the jobs better, not replace us. The bowling robot, it could actually analyze bowlers and help them correct oh, their roles. <laughs> robot waiters, waiters spend a lot of time on their feet and have a lot of potential for bodily stress that could be relieved, especially with room service. Ooh. We've all seen Wall-E and iRobot. These are terrible examples, <laughs> and that's why I had to share that this email. Point. Yes! So I this is somebody that just obviously wanted to be heard. They've written in That's before, so they knew the risk that they were running. But it, all of these they just wanted to be heard because me, they I'm, ain't making a list. And this of is sense. me reading it back, so I'm reading. I'm like, Wally was a read. Like, do you remember Wally? I mean, she, they have a point in the sense that yes, AI could be Which direction is it going, useful. though, friend? <laughs> <laughs> Which direction is the point it could going, be friend? Useful, it, it but the point be. of the episode was to show when it's not right. Like, <laughs> and, what? These, and all of these things were reads too. Like, Wally was a read about humans getting too damn fat. We stuck in space. <laughs> a fucking eye robot. The shit turned, and then it was because the nigga knew that shit was going to turn, and we was going to abuse it. Like, these are all terrible examples. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for sharing. Not nah, thank you for sharing. Hell yeah, thank you for writing it because I was sitting there on the train. Speak reading for yourself. <laughs> you could have kept that. No. Look, the truth itself is AI isn't bad. No, that that's, no, that's the your truth. That, that, that was they was rounding it off, and it was a whole other paragraph. But no, it, that is not the truth. <laughs> I disagree. But thank you for your comment. Doesn't you know that that robot bowling <laughs> video is fake? It is. Damn. Thank we God. God. Thank, see, Good. friend. But the irony this that motherfucker we probably video. made it. That's probably who made the bowling video right there. <laughs> the bowling probably fucking emailed us. No, right. but the, the irony that we got got off of a deep. Off of, thank you. Damn. I thought that was. But weird. at least we got got the right way. You know what I'm saying? We was like, hell no! Instead of you know being in agreement with it, like this uh, Nimrod that sent no, us this, this email right here. What all is I'm this? Saying is, all I'm saying is when the power went out the other night right there was something to that your whole life oh would have been God, shut down there was something that. to that but yes. who gonna help you then anyway who gonna who gonna tell you what could who, possibly happen if, what could possibly what could happen if we who you gonna get the data from then when the power goes out look, they ain't use your experience they gonna get the first hand so i hope they catch the first i leg. hope you ain't in the bath or the tub your ass get electrocuted oh by that God. robot that's washing your ass while you're in the shower <laughs> <laughs> and the power go out you get Stop electrocuted in the crack of your ass to wash our legs right anyway no i'm just kidding friend what did you find are you in the soundcloud streets this week i'm in soundcloud this yeah, week yes i may be swerving on them so stake them Said, <laughs> <laughs> Why do y'all always laugh at who I pick? What? What? How dare you? You gonna say steakums and say We done got a comment from some dog treats. <laughs> Listen, it was the AI episode. You don't know See? what we gonna oh, get. See? <laughs> so steakums, I can't Steakums said, this person does not exist.com. 
What? Yes, please go to it right now. Uses AI to create pictures of people from scratch. Just keep refreshing the page. So, of course, I went to this person does uh, not exist. Hell no. Nah. And this person does not exist. It shows you faces. And when you keep refreshing it, it just keeps generating fake faces. And this is what I was telling you guys. Is That's so scary. For I don't the looking at me. <laughs> is really covering his face. But isn't that eerie because that looks like a person? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's I think I know this nigga. <laughs> no, right? It's like somebody like, damn, I, I think I somewhere seen that. On East that 46th Street or somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, look at his dirty ass. You know, he, that's the one that you're going to look at twice when you be in a small room. Oh Who else? Oh, look at her booger eating ass. <laughs> Working in the cubicle, getting on everybody's nerves. Who else, friend? Oh, this nigga right oh, here. Oh, my God. Grease ball. Don't ever go. Only got one damn job. <laughs> Mean to his damn Who else friend He looks eerie though Look at his eyes They didn't do a good job With the mm-hmm. eyes Oof. But they this is an interesting site So all you have to do Is keep refreshing it And it'll keep Generating faces But Before we get to Dustin On <laughs> the Twitter streets Did you guys see The new face app no. That everyone's using To make themselves look, look old, old? Yeah. Oh yeah I have been watching people Hello yeah. I'm not trying to make people Paranoid But come on Don't Talk see younger me Younger me it's learning your faces. Like, it's like now that you see it so clearly, the different ways that they're trying to get our, you know, our, um, to learn our faces so the AIs can have more recognition and more information and data, especially with facial recognition technology. And then all of a sudden, this app goes viral today. <laughs> or this week rather everyone posting what they right. look like as an old person and you know how the internet is one person one uh, influencer I think I'm not going to mention names but one influencer started it and then all of a sudden it just kind of caught fire and then yeah. everybody was posting it as an Instagram post what did they fake girl <laughs> okay the, the musician <laughs> like, try, try this new app like girl you are the app what are you talking about you know that uh, I just talked I brought up this movie one time but it's on Netflix and it's called Cam and it's about this girl, and she is like a webcam performer. So she make her money, you know, niggas is paying her money. But she keeps trying to compete with this other girl. This other girl's always, like, number one. And, mm. and this bitch is trying to get number one. Long story short, she finds out that um, the cam, the, the girl that's on the cam isn't a real girl. It's, it's She's a, competing with little Michaela. Yes. And then come to find out, she gets locked out of her account. And some girl is stealing her account and it's her. Like, they're using her face and everything. It looks like it's her house. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can't get into my account. And she's, like, literally having a breakdown watching this girl on live, on, on her camera account. And she's, like, in her house showing things. And it's like, how does this bitch have all my information? She's not real. So it ended up being some sort of algorithm or some shit that was taking these girls, stealing their webcam uh, addresses or whatever, and then killing them. So I don't know <gasps> if the bitch the was hacking hell? cars in real life and then trying to kill these hoes or what. But had, like, recreated the whole bitches, like, inside of her house. I was like, this is freaky as fuck. And that's because when you're on cam, yeah, you're giving them data. Yeah, when you're on your cell phone they looking and you see what your streaming. background looks like and yes. they're learning all that with the algorithm. Ooh, look at Dustin's itching over here. You got to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called Cam. I feel like I've seen the banner for it. But yeah, because it, it was up for the it's longest. It's always, like, trendy. Yeah, it was, it, it was up for the longest. I was like, let me watch this shit. Let me just fucking watch it. Just like on Hulu, there's a movie called Assassination Nation. And I watched it because Abra was in it. 
But that's on a whole nother. Avril? Abra. Oh. You know, <laughs> like Avril Lavigne. Look, another deep fake, but that was a diff- <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. I yeah. thought he said Abba. I love Abba. You can mm-hmm. Hey, you can jump. They're on a, in a movie on Hulu. The time of your life. Ooh, see that girl. Watch her sing. Dig it, the dancing queen. <laughs> what a perfect segue. Dustin, yes. what did you find in the Twitter streets? So I'm going to keep it real quick. Street. Shout out to more information, M-O-O-R information, who tweeted as of today, Shaquille O'Neal, comma, Ed D. <laughs> so apparently he's got an a editorial, um, excuse me, an educational doctorate. Uh, he is the owner of 155 Five Guys Burgers restaurants. Work, Shaq. 155. Holy 17 shit. Auntie Annie's Pretzel restaurants. Ooh. 150 car washes, 40 24-hour fitness centers, a shopping center, a movie theater, and several Las Vegas nightclubs. Hell yeah. How do you even keep track of Hell all of that? Yeah. Well, you know, he's so tall. He, you know, <laughs> he can he oversee can a lot. It, right. Oh, Shout out to Shawnee O'Neal. <laughs> Wow, okay. that's money fast. No, you didn't. <laughs> Shout out to Shawnee, for real. No wonder they're getting along. Okay, shit. Um, wow. Yeah, so I definitely wanted to highlight that. And then the only other tweet I wanted to get to so we can go ahead and get the show moving came from Hopewell EH, uh, which is spelled exactly the way it sounds, who said, my side chick daughter spotted me, dot, 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 shaking my head. <laughs> and there's a picture from either the inside of his car. <laughs> He's, he's passing a car with a young, beautiful little baby uh, holding onto a lowered Look rear window, looking dead inside his car. <laughs> it's one of the funniest tweets ever. So go to my timeline. I retweeted it and y'all will see it there. That's all I got, friend. Back to you. Back to me. So I just, ha- because the magic zone, what do we call some of the mystical zone? Mm-hmm. We just never fail. So a couple of things. AOC... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mentioned that um, they had just started to sound the alarm on the way facial recognition technology is expanding in concerning ways from the FBI to ICE to Amazon as well. The bar for consent and civil liberties protection is repeatedly violated on top of it all has a disproportionate racial impact as well. Because apparently I was even reading an article with the robocops that they're planning even with racial, there's going to be so many racial disparities because based on your skin complexion, they'll put a code on the threat level. See? So they really making these human-like. Right. I mean, <laughs> who do you think is programming? Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's going to be inherent bias just because of the developers themselves and what their personal bias now, darker is. Darker skin is going to be more of a threat simply because the robot can't see as well as eyes. Like, you know, they're going to make up some bullshit, but uh-uh. Yeah, and even on a smaller scale, I, did you guys ever see that clip that went viral on Twitter where... It was like a soap dispenser wouldn't dispense to anyone with really dark skin. Oh, yeah. Did you see yep. that? Because the developers, <laughs> the skin tones that they had designated for it to set, like read the sensor, none of them were dark skin because everyone in Silicon Valley that probably was working on it is white. It's so like even to that degree. That one color. Right. <laughs> and the dude was like putting his hand and it would not dispense the soap. Well, to be fair, they did say hand soap and not leg soap. Oh so this actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> so I had to mention that because I thought the timing of that was bugged out. Of mm-hmm. course, this whole face app making everyone look old. I thought that was hilarious to the timing. And then lastly, 
Um, not to make people paranoid, but I just think these are things that are important to know. So have you guys ever heard of Peter Thiel? He's yes. Like, right, the right-wing billionaire. <laughs> yes, yes. So he, um, <laughs> he created a surveillance company called Palantir. This is what it looks like. Mm. And it's known... <laughs> Lord, mm. it's really scary. So what was that movie with Tom Cruise where... Mission Impossible. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, uh, Minority Report. Yes, where their goal was to create... The precogs. Right. Oh, yes, sorry. No, it's fine. You you were hitting me like, um, (laughs) what's that show? (laughs) With Alex Trebek. (laughs) Jeopardy. Jeopardy. (laughs) Speed round. Shout out to Alex Trebek. Right? I hope he's doing well. I know he was sick. Um, But see my brain. It's just like, where are we right now? So he created this company, Palantir, in hopes of capturing crime before it happens so everyone is under constant surveillance you your associates everyone you're around so the goal is if something happens where they think you might commit a crime because you're under surveillance in every way via apps via even like you know how google can tell you your neighborhood what street Mm -hmm. you're on you go on a running app it can tell you what avenue you ran on literally everything we do has our location following Mm -hmm. us at all times just even your phone being on you um so the different ways that we give up our data on a regular basis they allow palantir to compile files on our entire lives so very easily if for whatever reason you're being investigated or even being considered for a crime there's so they have a whole file that just will tell them everything. Your, your habits. Your, your habits, your movements, what you look up. And obviously they don't, um, and I'm going to say allegedly, because, you know, they were interviewing him and he was saying it's not used for malicious intent at all. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a lot of the ways that ICE agents are keeping track of immigrants and even Amazon is in trouble too. I know a lot of their workers have been the begging them to not give up a lot of the uh, recognition information that they have as well. Facial recognition is really going to become tricky territory, yeah. especially with these bigger companies like Facebook, Amazon having such a monopoly on this data. And like, what are they really using it for? You know, yeah. like who they're feeding it to and the contracts they might have that we just are not aware of. We're here putting these cute little filters and not understanding like how much more sinister it is, the data that's being collected and evaluated for you and your network of people and exactly what is being surveilled. So, you know what I hate that I got into the super side random. Mm-hmm. I hate that I got into the uh, face password. What's that? Like, you know, the face lock. the face Oh, ID. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I hate that I got into it because... It. I mean, well, first of all, it always works. Somebody tweeted, they were like, I hate when my face ID don't recognize me. It makes me feel ugly. And I'm like, my shit recognizes me when I have my glasses Even on. Even in the dark. The bad lighting. Like, my shit just... Like, I barely swipe to unlock and it's like, oh, unlock. I see your face. And in my mind, I'm like, this is kind of scary. And so when I log on to certain websites and my uh, face ID is locked in as my password, that shit starts to make me wonder, like, damn, is this uh, not just my phone that this is like being transmitted on at this point? Like, is my face ID kind of being transmitted 
like through these banking websites or wherever else I'm like securing my data information. So when these it's a leaks, whole ass file. So when yeah. these leaks start to happen, you know, before you used to you just have to uh, be worried about password leaks, but now I got to be worried about my face leaking and somebody building an algorithm for using that to hack into my shit. Like just a whole nother. Even though it's always these added layers of security, there's always somebody that's trying to hack that shit or get past that shit because. We all hate waiting in line for, for whatever it is. Now, yeah. Whether or not we supposed to be doing what we supposed to be doing, that's a whole nother thing. I don't even like nobody really looking at me like that. <laughs> really? Okay. Just walking down the street, bitch, what you looking at? <laughs> like, don't you, you don't even be no staring at me. pictures of me. <laughs> Okay. But I definitely think people should look this up. Palantir, P-A-L-A-N-T-I-R. Vice actually just recently released an article breaking everything down about it. In the article, which I have pulled up right now, they say that Palantir can aggregate a lot of information about a person. Here's what they say. This includes emails, phone numbers, current and previous addresses, social security number, business relationships, license plates, travel history, as well as car paths as captured by license plate cameras. The tool also maps that a person's quote-unquote possible relatives and possible associates and friends and family. Man, what in the hell? So it's a data analytics company, but they're very concerned about how much surveillance they're actually doing in our lives. Minority Report was a great reference. We yeah, that I was like, what is the name of that movie? I could not remember. You should also it. reference Eagle Eye with Shia That's LaBeouf. That's another one. Hell yeah. Do you remember Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf? Did you ever see that? Um, no. It was ba- like, basically, I think he had like a twin brother or something that got uh, murdered. But they come to find out that the program that they had in D.C., Eagle Eye, that was made for protection, was killing all these people off because it was actually determining that the humans were you know, not doing their shit right. So Eagle Eye was going to take care of Earth. And I was like, this is some fucked up shit. Determining threat assessments. But Minority Report's fucked up because how do you determine... Like, because we all have this split second where we can decide we want to do something or we don't. So how do you determine, like, well, based on this information, this motherfucker's going to snap. So we need to arrest them. Because Minority Report, they were using... just as a precaution. Yeah, Minority Report, they were using, like, technology along with some, like, sort of supernatural shit. So it was kind of hard to even prove what they were proving. But now using all the surveillance and I guess trying to do like body language readings and uh, verbal assessments, compiling all this data from your phone mics and uh, street cameras, like that's super invasive. And a lot of that shit can be going to use for for other shit. Like, and it, obviously there's gonna be a lot of racial bias, right? Like that's the whole point. So let that's that where shit, it gets super sinister. Let the cameras determine the weather that's happening. Like, is there a smog alert that needs to go into effect? The water does it look like it's being a little funny? Like, how about the shit surrounding us as opposed to looking at us and watching us. Especially if they're using voice recognition software because you'll be able to immediately tell the person's race. Like, by the words they use, like, black people don't say cock, we say <laughs> dick. You know what I'm saying? That's so like it, we, that's So true, you don't though. know, right. That's like, a cock. That's, like, we don't even, say that. true. But even the name, Palantir. Cock disgusting. Oh, Pal- no, not cock. <laughs> See, yeah, right. hated it too. It didn't even sound right. Disgusting. It's the name itself is an omniscient orb from the Lord of the Rings novel, allowing it. And See? what the orb used to do is that it would allow people's peepers. You hear me? That's what they is. You see that slip okay. up? Look at that. It would allow people uh, to look into the past and into the future. And that's what they named their Jeepers company after. Future. So like I said, vice.com just did an expose about Palantir. So I definitely think people should read up on it. Just it's not to be paranoid. 
I don't want us to do these episodes and then people be scared to open up their phone or any app or looking around at like where they're being watched. And I'm going to my settings and denying all permissions. <laughs> and all the watchtowers in our neighborhoods because Lord knows Harlem has them. So okay, just something to, if anything, it's important for us to be informed. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. But... All right, you guys, we're in the middle of one of the biggest heat waves of our time, which I don't care if it's over 80 degrees. It's a heat wave, okay? (laughs) And now is the perfect time to enjoy ice cream. Ice cream is a longtime favorite treat of all all of ours in the summertime. And thankfully, Ben & Jerry's has reached out and blessed us now. I know everybody's got their favorite. Shout out to Big Frida and her Ben and Jerry's oh, collab. Oh, I just saw that. The booty bouncing beignets, you know. Yeah. I'm excited know, know, to Orleans, try. Right? That's the flavor they need to send us. That is the one. So I love that one. And I also do love the half-baked because just like me, it's fully loaded. You got, uh, you got chocolate, vanilla, brownies, cookie dough. And in order to maximize, wow. you got to have a chunk of it in every bite. So That's treat yourself so- <laughs> to your favorite flavor of anywhere of ice cream, anywhere that is sold. You can get Ben and Jerry's or you can find a new favorite flavor at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. That's all. But... On a lighter note, because there's a lot going on. I'm like, we don't have to be heavy. <laughs> Last week was a little intense. But I did think it's funny that the Mystical Zone struck again because Diddy... Brought back making the damn band. <laughs> Ooh, la 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 la. Skin is getting Look wet. Look what y'all the clothes did. Coming off. Ooh, Isn't that la, hilarious? La, la. Do you think he should bring it back? No. <laughs> I do. I'm, I, I do, because I think that there needs to be something fresh in the space of, like, competition-based music, competition-based, I should say, reality shows. I thought about that after he made this announcement and when he first started the conversation about bringing it back, which we all know means that they had already decided it was coming back. Right. It was roll just out. being diddy. Right. But I'm glad that there's something new coming that we all sort of already have a built-in trust for. Um, I can't tell you nobody that won The Voice, and I don't think you guys can either. <laughs> and the last American Idol uh, winner I remember is from season four or five. Or, I don't even know. So, I like, I can't even, you know, there's been a disconnect for me at least. And so I'm excited about this. I think that that was a great uh, venture for Diddy. It was a great space for him. And I know it's a lot of dope talent out there that we'll only find through this search. These people won't really apply for some of the shows that exist now. So I want to see, like, what they have to offer. And I think it's dope. Asante, you don't seem as excited. I'm only saying no because they're not going to ask me to help out with it. <laughs> like, I, when I tell you I loved making the band, like, we all watched making the band. We all watched Diddy make the rap group. We all watched Diddy put these girls through. Like, we all watched Diddy take Donnie Klang and give him an album. Like, we all watched Diddy do all these things. Right? Like, Dr. Love came out here, you know, Day 26. And shout out to Day 26 because one thing I'll say about them over Danity Kane, whenever they reunite, it's all level. (laughs) Like, Danity Kane, one thing that I really wish is that they would see the importance of all of them, like, needing to be a thing just because of how, uh, you know, making the band was. Because I've been in the making the band hole for weeks. So this coming back out, I'm like, I still need the tapes released. I still need these DVDs out. And whenever he does it, I want him to be able, I don't want to give away these free ideas, but fuck it. I want him to be able to tie in some of these social media people and say, you know, 
I'm giving them a chance to audition, do private auditions, whatever. And I also don't want, because I feel like this keeps happening in some of the conversations that come back to me, I don't want this June's Diary thing to keep coming up with Diddy. Like, people were like, uh, oh, if he's going to do Making the Band, then there needs to be some sort of justice for June Diary. That had nothing to do with Diddy. That um, was on BET. Right. So I don't know why that kept the coming Kelly up. The Kelly Rowland's group? Yeah, yeah. People were like, oh, there needs to be something that happens for June's Diary. And I agree, but that has nothing to do with Diddy. Apples and orange? What the hell? <laughs> right. So when we do this pro- this process with Diddy again, because after making the band, there was making his band where he was trying to do, uh, like, make a, a group of, like, instrumentalists or whatever. And then that kind of, like, that had, listen. I remember. I came on the History Channel. <laughs> When I tell you, I like Diddy, somebody I've always loved and admired and respected. So I watched making his band. I watched I Want to Work for Diddy. Like I watched watched all of these shows. I want to work for Diddy too. Shout out to Laverne Cox. Yeah, shout out to Laverne Cox because that's where she really first showed up and showed her ass and deservingly so because they were being. And Popra. Oh my God. Popra. Y'all knew Popra. Absolutely. And then she came back um, on Bad Girls Club as Red. Yes. No, she did not come back on there as Red. That ain't the same person. That's not the same person. (laughs) Red from the Bad Girls Club. Club and Popper yeah. ain't the same person. I don't know person. who he's talking about no, nobody, and I know it's nothing, not it. Nothing. All Damn, I know is there were so many great moments on Making the Band watching him, uh, watching him with Lorianne, with Doc, with all these people, these legends, like really train these women up. With and Jason, the den mother. With Jason coming in as the den mother. Jason was, <laughs> Jason was the original like shit starter on TV, but like Lorianne was the original like dream driver, I feel like. when You watched Lorianne come in there and I with these girls. I wonder if she's going to be a part of it. I want Lorianne back. There's no way you can do it without Lorianne. She has to. Lorianne has to. Can I just tell you one of my, oh, this is not good. One of my favorite episodes is where Lorianne, she just came back. You know, her and Diddy had finally had it out. They had cried and had that shit on the show. But Lorianne was in a rehearsal with the guys and she started going at it with Brian because Brian wasn't really respecting the process. Like, She's trying to get through this rehearsal. They still have a show put together. He's stopping and he's like, oh yeah, they're going to come in with the Pro Tools and testing. She's like, you talking to me about the Pro Tools? You don't even have the steps down right. Like, we're trying to get this show together. He's like, well, no, I'm just saying. Like, she was, they started yelling and she was like, control him. Willie, Mm -hmm. tell him to shut up. Mm -hmm. Willie, tell him to shut up. Like, control him. And then, long story short, she ended up packing up her shit and leaving. Remember he started crying? Yeah. First of all, Brian was a train wreck. His, and his braids was too tight. They never grew. People Stop. were always talking about Brian and them braids and how they never grew. But one thing, I, one moment I will give Brian is when he was battling to be in the house and Diddy brought the new guys in. Mm-hmm. And they he was singing his ass off and everybody joined in. I always bring they up were in that the moment. Room. Yes. <laughs> there were so many iconic moments to make in the band that if he brings it back, it has to be done right. It has to be handled with care. So what does like, that mean to you when you say it has well, to be done right? Well, I feel like MTV, they've been bringing things back and they've been kind of falling by the wayside. Like TRL came back and it, I guess, did whatever they wanted it to do and then it kind of dissipated or is it still happening and we just don't talk about it no more? I don't even remember. I just want when Making the Band comes back for it to be genuine to what it was then, but also pay homage to the way we look at social media now. So I don't think that we need to vote for these people, but like, you know, when they have the auditions, why not have people that we might be familiar with from social media as long as we think that they're good, as opposed to making it all about... Um, I feel like sometimes when shows come back, they make it all about, like, one thing, so they'll be like, all right, well, now the girls have to post a photo today or do this, but it should be, like, little mini challenges, like, before he would have them singing in Times Square. Like, if she did, like, okay... Or walking to get cheesecake in Brooklyn. Walking to get cheesecake. At 10.30 p.m. <laughs> like, when he's putting the group together... Would y'all have walked to, to get cheesecake? No, I would not. I would yes. not have. You would have? Yes. I mean, <laughs> then... You know I wouldn't have? You wouldn't have? Nope. Well, I probably would have stand in, in solidarity with you. 
<laughs> but if you wouldn't have said nothing, friend, we would have been on that bridge. <laughs> Girl, we Listen, gotta focus. I wouldn't. I'd be like, kiss my ass. This ain't got nothing to do with me being a creative. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? And, and, and listen, me then living in Atlanta, I didn't have no fucking New York legs. So hell fucking no, I ain't walking to get no And it was late. Chicken. It was cold. And where were they? I think it took them two hours. Were they living shit. in Soho then? Or No, I think they started the walk at 42nd Street because that's See, where they the were studio too far was. Up. I didn't know where that loft was, but I was like, this loft don't seem like it's nowhere near a Brooklyn anything. Like, it didn't look like no Lower East Side thing. Like, I was like, they look far. I would not, it wouldn't have been me. It wouldn't have been, I don't know if a a production van was taking them halfway. They were doing checkpoints, but. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I kind of wish he would have just brought out the old episodes, like, (laughs) remastered. That's what I need, first and foremost. I need all of the seasons. That would have been cool to put the seasons back on TV. So you can see all of the girls and and where they're at now, because some of the girls... Oh, that would be cool with some, like, behind the scenes. Yeah. Did you see Aubrey's tweet where she was like, he don't, he don't really... What did she say? He don't help... um, Something about, like, he don't help any artists pop off so it's like what's the point of this well first of she all has bitch a, you crazy a, and she has a point <laughs> well she do but I don't want it from her first of all Aubrey O'Day you are crazy she just also said that um, the junior of the guy who's in the White House is her soulmate she wrote a song about it called DJT that was on their project. Stop it. On God, she said that. So obviously she's probably on some drugs that are on a totally different <laughs> level than we can understand, allegedly. And so I'm not even considering that. And Diddy don't want nothing to do with her ass. Okay, and, and that's gave what that her, was. Gave her her walking papers then because after he fired did. that ass so did. and they were on the reunion and she came out and she was giving some little half-assed speech about whatever. Diddy wasn't even there. He was like uh, Skyping in from damn Miami. And after Aubrey gave her a little half-ass speech, Diddy was like, hey, yo, baby girl, you need to humble yourself. <laughs> Straight up. Gonna, he was like, it's going to be a long, cold, dark road where you that you headed down. Like, was and he was it, right. And was right. <laughs> I hate that I look back and I look at Aubrey now and I'm like, wow, this face and all this stuff, like you went exactly where Diddy was saying you were going. And we literally were rooting for Aubrey. Were. And there was no reason D.W. should have been caught in that crossfire. I wish Andrea was happy. I, I watch all that all the time. Now she got some fortune cookies under her eyes. That's what you get. <laughs> My only thing is, I know entertainment is the point of all of this. Yeah. I just hope that whoever the new band is, that they actually have a shot. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I so agree. a lot of the times, like you said, you, you couldn't even say who a winning contestant on The Voice is. I Things can. like that. It's like, it's, it makes me feel bad when these artists really go on these shows mm-hmm. and really view it as like their shot. And then it's like, this low-key isn't anybody's shot. It's this is just for a show. Now, yeah. you, you and know. that's kind of what messes me up. But I did see um, a clip with Durand. Did you guys see mm-hmm. that? Durand, who we love. Apparently, yeah. there's another show with um, Dame, Dash. Dame Dash. And who else is on, this, on the judges panel? I think it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> and, uh, why do I, I look at you was, uh, to really tell me? So it's a new com- it's a new competition show. It's coming. a new competition show. I'll look it up. Yeah. <laughs> See, because I like you are not helping me out. I like competition Ruth shows. Gator. Like I like the one that they did signed where it was um Lenny S and uh the Dream and Rick Ross. So like I always watch competition shows. But for me, I would actually like for making the band like I want Diddy to show him bringing the other other people back. 
I don't know if that looks like How? him trying to reunite them or what. I, it should be like a he could do a whole making the band tour if he really wanted. I've or seen if he had, him talk, them talking. I'm sorry. I no, seen go ahead. day 26. Um, they posted some videos where it was like four of the members, Willie, um, and then three others. Who was the one missing? I don't remember. Was Which, it Q? Let's start so there. there's Willie Q, right? Robert, <laughs> Willie Q, Robert, um, Mike, Mike, Andre, Colin. What? Ain't it a white boy? No, there's no white boy. I thought boy that's why it was day. Otherwise, I always wonder why it no. was night. But what? anyway, okay, so here's the thing. They most they posted a video saying that they want to be involved. What the fuck is y'all was contestants? So how can y'all even be involved in a new thing? What do you want to do? And Mentor. what have you done? The only person, Mentor. honestly, at this right here is no cap. Oh, here we Fit go. Fit it or snap back. Here we go. The only person who needs to be involved in this in that capacity in a mentorship or judge capacity is Don Rashad. The only. The only person Honestly. from those franchises. And another, uh, I'll tell you one, one more go person. Ahead. Go ahead. Babs Bunny. Because she's <laughs> yep. taken and created an entire lane hosting those Queen of the Ring um, battle rap competitions that are super successful. And also she's kept her pulse on rap music and the underground rappers, that story, that narrative. So she, I could totally see her being yep. a part of this. Her and Dawn. And if we have to take someone from Day 26, I will pull Willie just because he did his stint or his run on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yeah. Didn't he do Marriage Boot Camp 2 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. So maybe those three. And that's it. Yeah. There doesn't Honestly. need to be a formal or complete representation of all these people. What are you going to do? Right. What would you do on the damn show? Because honestly, I don't want to hear about them anymore. Be back in, come on. But I want right, friend. And, and the they door can. is closed. No. You know what? And they can when the Diddy best. decides to release them old videos. That'll be a moment for them right away. But I don't want to see them back on the show in a full capacity. Like I don't need all it just members. Don't make no sense. Yeah, because we don't need all members of Day Twenty Six back. But also, I do want to do like I do want to do. I do want to see, or I wouldn't mind seeing what happens to the rest of the members of um the band. And then maybe from there, uh, Babs is the one that comes back. Like, if we talked about what happened to all the remaining uh, members of DK3, and Diddy could be like, um, I'm going to well, give y'all 35 seconds for that montage you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> truly. That's all y'all getting some flashes of pictures, uh, <laughs> maybe, you know, a five-second clip. Truly, that's, that's all it. you really need. moving on with the new show. That's really all yeah. you need, because it's not like we want brand new music or anything. So I found it. It's a <laughs> BET show. Mm -hmm. And it's called The Next Big Thing. Mm-hmm. And it has Tina Davis, Dustin, oh. <laughs> Dame Dash, and Zaytoven. Zaytoven. Those are going to be the judges. They're also known as The League. Mm. And it'll place 21 up-and-coming R&B and, and hip-hop artists through a demanding and exhausting artist development boot camp designed to create the next big superstars. Apparently, it already premiered on July 9th. 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights. And it says it's going to have, let me see, people from, oh, you can get, okay, so the point is to get a deal on the spot mm. from Def Jam Records. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I mean, I haven't even, I, I just saw the one it. clip because apparently he called, um, he was making fun of Duran's style. Mm. He called him Leroy from uh, Fame. From Fame. And right. if you know anything about the original Fame series and you yeah. know who Leroy is, you know it was a read. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> and it was vicious. And and Duran bucked up on him. He sure did. He no. told him, I got you, Leroy. 
He said, you need to go get your money back. From Lee Daniels. Oh, <laughs> It took me back to a time in my life when I knew people who <laughs> had perfected the art form of those sort of uh, witty retorts. Just swift and wow. quick. That, I, and then his Dame Dash. So I was like, oof, oof, oof. And he felt it too. You he, saw he it in saw his face. Say he was yeah. shot. <laughs> and he tried to join him, but I already did. How about that? He didn't know he had it in him. It was too late. <laughs> but so I'm definitely going to check that out. I don't know if it's like a BET.com thing or if it's on the network. Maybe it's on the network. Um, but definitely something to check out. If so they have people BET. like Duran on there, that means it's talent, talent. So I'm curious to see. And then what about J.D., Jermaine Dupree? Oh, the recent comments that he made about um, women rappers? Mm-hmm, being rapping strippers. <sighs> okay, and his so, new rap cipher. That which, was his um, response Have to you his ever response. seen something so quickly panned, friend? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as he put... And then the... Okay, so let's just take it all the way back to the root of this problem, right? <laughs> so what he said, which was that um, he was giving an interview and he said that he was disappointed in um, the state of uh, women rappers. He said female. I like to say women. So women rappers or whatever. And he said... Um, I, uh, never mind, because I was about to crack a bad joke that would have been offensive. <laughs> anyway, so he basically said that all they're rapping about is their pussies, his words, and that uh, most of them are, you got strippers rapping. And all they're talking about is they pussy, man. Come on, like ain't nobody really, you know, in the game doing it, you know, really rapping lyrics. Mind you, we're in, we're in one of the best seasons for women in the rap game ever before, yeah. ever. World records being broken. World records being broken. Seven women rappers made the top what is it the hot 100 for the first time ever seven at the same time yeah like so this is a great time um cardi b's wave of success has really allowed a lot more people to be open to that idea in general and it's a great time and there's a lot of ladies out here that's doing their thing i've always loved uh women in rap i've loved trina since the first time i saw that rhinestone bra I love, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Lil' Kim. That's our era. So I just think it was really narrow-minded. Um, and also, it was less than informed when you heard it. And for someone with the credentials, because Jermaine Dupri is literally a music legend. Legend has produced, arranged, written some iconic hits, songs. We Belong Together, Mariah Carey. Like, these are things that Jermaine Dupri is responsible for. So, so deaf in general. Escape. Not in general as a group, but so so deaf in general, because that could have been a group on so so deaf in general. <laughs> but anyway, it was just narrow minded and small. And so then after everybody basically took their belt off and got his legs, he's wanted to come back and say, uh, well, since I got all these calls and emails and texts, I'm going to do a, a female rap cipher. Uh, everybody sent your submissions in. People was like, fuck out of here. Like, ain't nobody fucking with you and what you have to say after you said what you had to say. And and that kind of reminds me of the same thing with the cheesecake. It's that old guard mentality of like, you got to prove yourself to me type, you know? And I just, in my head, I don't view artists like that. Right. Like you don't have to come in dragging yourself and, and trying to prove your worth to someone to see if you can get your shot. Like, no, you know how amazing these artists are? Like right. they should be treated with the utmost respect. So it kind of annoyed me that he's like dissing people. And then at the same time being like, become prove if I can give what he called himself a gatekeeper. I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> Since when? Unless you're talking about that gap in your motherfucking teeth. And my my thing is, Jermaine Dupree, you're a person who should already, as short as you are, 
you already need to be agreeable, Stop. as agreeable as you can. You don't want to look like you had a disposition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when Napoleon Dupree showed up in them comments, I was like, God damn, man. How can you be responsible for the career of someone like the Brat, who at that point in music history was rapping about controversial things and had an appearance that was controversial and really did her own thing? How can you now take the uh, perspective of someone who literally is just refusing to see and recognize all these dope girls that are in the game right now. And you say something like that to me, it came off a bit envious um, when you have labels like QC, who has the rise of the success of the city girls, you know what I mean? Um, artists like that, that are coming up. I think Jermaine Dupri is just envious. I do. I think so. So Def ain't really hitting on nothing. He'll always be able to write and produce you know, iconic music in the future for artists like Usher and Mariah Carey that he has that sort of working relationship and that natural chemistry with. But we don't care what you have to say about all these girls that we know are dope. We out here listening to the music, buying it. We're going to that concerts. We're retweeting what they put on social media. Like, that's what we on. So can I say one thing, though, that kind of made me feel weird, though? I hate how people do that thing where, like, they start mentioning the girls that do rap about their pussy and then be like, but you have girls like Rhapsody and, you know, Tierra Whack and Rico Nasty. And I hate that it creates this division of like the girls who rap about pussy and the girls who are like, what, I mean, what are people trying to say? Like, they're not allowed to be sexual or they don't want to be sexual. It kind of boxes everybody. Right. In. Instead of like allowing people to do that if they want or not. Maybe Tierra Whack going to flip it on us one day. Maybe Rhapsody going to flip. Like, you don't know. And I kind of hate when you get boxed and cornered into being the, like, serious or intellectual or rapidy rapper, backpack rapper, whatever the labels are. Because I think it's, it, you need to let people have room to rap about whatever the fuck they want to rap about. Because sometimes you, really... you might want to be sexy and then be scared to do that because you can't, you know, because it's like, well, I'm supposed to rap this way at this point. This is how people view me. And then that's what kind of can stifle a creative at some point, too, when they feel like they have to represent a certain sect of yeah. rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which we're talking about rap. So this is an art, a curation of words, right? So it seems like the more things that you are able to have is, you know, niche items that you rap about. You know what I'm saying? This is what you can kind of style your rap towards. Seems like that would be the dope thing to do, right? To pick words that you can really hang with, you know what I'm saying? And build a lyrical arsenal around that. Mm -hmm. So why are you hating, homeboy? Like, what's the problem? Why do you have to be a girl, like you said, friend? That I, I think that's the intention, though. I think they want to create that division. And now, I guess, just start that narrative and, and, and get some girls out of the way so that they can push. He probably got some artists that he's about to introduce. You know what I mean? I think it was all intentional. It has to be because I just, for someone to be as musically talented as he is, I know he can't be that dumb. He can't. And it's always been that way. This isn't new. It's not new. And I think it speaks to how uninformed he is and also how there's that double standard because when I think of So So Deaf, I think about all the booty shaking music. Like, that's off top. Like, mm -hmm. I think about, you know, look at them girls with the Daisy Duke song. Like, and these are part of the mixes. These aren't necessarily songs that were broken, but like songs that were kind of like the foundation of what So So Deaf was. So, yeah, Jermaine came out rapping about, you know, Welcome to Atlanta and all this other shit. But I feel like there was not a... It's not even like he was like, oh, you know, because if he was very informed, right, he's talking about how there's only these stripper girls out. He would be able to mention the girls that were out back then that weren't stripping. 
And if that even mattered, because I guess kind of to what your point is, it shouldn't matter if they're rapping about just stripping because I watched this interview with Trina and she was talking about there's all these niggas that's out here rapping about the same old damn, uh, uh, same old thing, whether it's drugs, money, sex, like over and over again. Literally we talked about over and over all these again. little boys that's out here and they all sound like they sick and sad and they all cry and they all sound the fucking same. And it's like a wave of them. There's like different waves of people that rap about shit. So if there's a wave of girls that rap like strippers, I don't think there should be anything wrong with that as long as, you know, people got good wordplay or they battling for it or whatever. And I think it's a good landscape where we're getting a lot of cool music. And there are different people out there. There are those rhapsodies that are out there. Like I can think about back in the day when, um, you know, Missy was out. We also still had um, <laughs> Jay, Miss Jay, you know, Ching Ching. I feel like there were people, because <laughs> Miss Jay, you know, get your big head on the floor. That was a moment, you know. <laughs> There are just these people that have made music and women have been doing things for so long that I guess now that we're starting to see this oversaturation, if you will, in one area, it doesn't necessarily mean that women can't do other things. But I think that it's a good stepping stone, especially coming in the summer, for us to say, why can't these girls be a bunch of strip? Like, why can't we have a bunch of stripper music right before summertime? Like, you're Jermaine Dufucking Pre. Like, y'all just brought back Freak Nick in Atlanta. Like, it's the beginning of summer. <laughs> it's not like it's cold outside and everybody's depressed and we making nothing but stripper music. And it's not even that we're making nothing but stripper music. You're Jermaine Dupree. Who have you been highlighting? Like, t- in the same interview where they were talking about Jermaine Dupree, Trina didn't know who Tierra Wack was. And I thought that was dope. I didn't think it because she didn't she didn't seem like, no, nah, I don't know who that was. Like, she didn't fuck with her. She was like, oh, I fuck with Philly. So, like, I'm sure I'm going to like that. Like, I want to hear that. So, like, I thought it was dope that there are so many people out that you can't even really keep up. Like, that's how I viewed that when Trina said she didn't know who Tierra Wack was. I mean, there are so many people out. <laughs> right? There, there's so many girls out, you know, you can't really keep up with who's doing what and what's going on. So, Jermaine making that uh, that comment, I'm like, this is ill-informed. Like, I don't know if because he is where he's at, I feel like it's nothing but niggas that have probably been sending mixtapes forever. But back in the day, you had Shauna out there, along with Rashida out there, and they wasn't rapping about being strippers. Like, yeah, she was rapping about her damn bubblegum. But Rashida ain't never made no record about being no stripper. And even if she did, it's like, you are from Atlanta. So maybe these are all the records that you're hearing. But like you, the, being the gatekeeper that you are, you can put up an ad or go out and seek dope women. Like one thing I like about T-Pain, T-Pain is always represented for the stud rappers. I don't know what it is. Like I remember back on Sisterhood of Hip Hop, T-Pain was out there looking at Sai, you know, trying to steal her from Tank. Like, you know, like, what's up? T-Pain <laughs> put out a record with Young and May. Young and May is someone we never talk about enough. Young and May has been putting out fire record after fire record after fire record. And she's still not getting the claim I feel like she should have. I know. So there, that one I don't get because she's so dope. She's dope. And she hit it out the gate. You call her Stephanie. I call her Hefany. Like, that still goes hard <laughs> in the club. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of it has to do with the labels, too, because they are formula chasers. And so if the girls that are talking about their pussies are the ones that they keep pushing, then suddenly anyone that's not talking about their pussy doesn't even get an opportunity. They don't get a budget. You know what I mean? So yeah. that is the bigger problem. It's yeah. not so... And I even see a couple of people be like, yeah, but it's who y'all support. Yes, that is a problem too. But a lot of the times, the songs that are getting played over and over and over mm-hmm. and have the budgets to really knock the you know music videos out the park and even how the artist looks and the money that's behind them, the machine... It's usually whatever the labels want to push. So my issue is never who's rapping what. I don't, I couldn't care less. It's more so when they decide who gets to shine and who doesn't. So it's more so the actual gatekeepers, not JD, (laughs) but the actual gatekeepers that are deciding what's the only rap that we can make popular. That's my real issue. I really don't care what people are rapping about. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, because I was, I think Rhapsody is super dope. Yeah. But like Rico Nasty is out here though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's doing the damn thing. I, from what I see, at least my perception of it, she's getting bigger and bigger by the day. Um, Tierra Whack is huge too. Every time, I mean, I don't know the clips on Twitter. People love her. She's always going viral. I don't know if that's translating into money in her pockets, but well, I feel like it might be a slower burn. But she's out here. She's on the Lion King, the gift album. She's on the Lion King, the gift album, handpicked by Beyonce. So So. it's going to get there. But I think it's a gatekeeper problem more so than anything else. Mm -hmm. He can't even reach. He ain't talking about he's the gatekeeper. You can't get get nothing but the doggy door. (laughs) That's what you keep. Not the doggy door. You know, that sound it makes. That's all that nigga (laughs) keeps. The music industry is a mess. And it's been a mess for a long ass time. And it's... if it ain't one thing, it's another. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I remember when iTunes was like the original problem. Like, it was like, oh, now everybody has to put their music up through this. Or like, you can only really get music through iTunes. And then now that we have this whole, because whenever I get a record off of Bandcamp or something like that, it's so hard and weird. Think about to, that one time at. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Right. It's so hard and weird to like drag and drop it into iTunes. And it almost feels like Apple got to be like... good shit on Bandcamp. Yeah. Like, good-ass people that, like, even on SoundCloud, like, those people you have to, like, import into your shit. But I feel like iTunes be trying to make it, like, harder for you to use that type of music. It's of like, well, course. you didn't get it through our platform, so it's going to sound lower. <laughs> and it's like, actually, this is higher quality than you guys provide. Like, but a lot of people still don't know shit like that. So but, did they get rid of iTunes? They're going to. Yeah, they're splitting it. So what happens to all the music you have on iTunes? I know my shit better stay right where it's at. That's some like, I I'm trying stays, to understand how that's going to work then. They're going to say they're my money back. back. Yeah, right. Imagine how much money they have. To yeah, get. right. Okay. Because <laughs> I've been seeing a couple people okay. <laughs> on Twitter. It was so funny. I've been seeing a couple people on Twitter saying that their songs haven't been working. Damn. Hmm. I'm like, don't play with me. And they started that shit when they introduced. Remember, everybody's um, iTunes library was getting compromised when they first introduced Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So we better not be going back to that. I know times are going back in this country, but <laughs> damn, y'all too iTunes. No, I have way too much music on iTunes. Like, that's just not even funny. I'm not going to lie. I might leave the iPhone pretty soon. Really? No, I ain't going that far. What you, you going to do? Um, I Android? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't seen anything I liked, but I've been like, you know, I have all these apps on my phone. And I've just been playing around with it. I'm like, I don't know if I I don't like the interface anymore or what but I'm like I'm if the right if Come the right be a rebel. Droid, that's cool I I'm like saying, I think people with Androids are cool I think if the right phone comes <laughs> along but and you know what it is you know I'm like you better be your own person I don't care for the blue bubbles no more people be too demanding I was in a group text first of all I was in a y'all know how I be about group text <laughs> I was in a group text that never showed up as a group text so like one random number texts me like, hey, y'all, blah, blah, blah. You and know then, why? M- why? Because somebody in the group had an Android. But see, don't group text me any damn oh, way. Oh, that's so don't happens. So don't group text me any fucking way. So well, That's a different issue. So, <laughs> so, like, I literally got, like, seven different text threads of people that I've never talked to. Everybody oh, confirmed that they no. was going to be somewhere. I was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, where y'all at. This is some bullshit. Random, but... Adding me to a group chat with people I don't know. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's like don't see BCC Why don't me people an email. Ask permission. BCC BCC or ask me. Hey, I'm gonna create a chat for you know this that and the so other. Is it know. cool? Don't just add me 
Don't just add me because you know what I do? I don't respond. I know because that way you I can leave. maintain anonymity and people that don't have your phone number won't know that it's you. Oh, I leave. It's so intrusive and I agree. <laughs> and to me, it's also lazy and impersonal. If you're having an event where you're inviting people that are contacts in your phone, the least you can do it's is copy and paste and, and, and make name. it personal. Mm-hmm. Like that's the least you can do <laughs> just to protect. You know what I'm saying? Like make a motherfucker feel like you're actually inviting them. And also keep everybody out of everybody else's business. I hate that shit Ooh, too. I hate friend. that. Copy paste. A friend of mine did it the other day, and just to let her know, when she was like sending messages, I never responded. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, I responded to her directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know she was probably like, "Oh, okay." Because <laughs> I'm like, now, "Why?" You and do if that? she don't know, now, now she, she knows. Know. <laughs> okay. This girl I used to work with, she was having like a cookout, and so she put me in a group with like her, her man, and like ten other people. Oh, and I did no. left the group chat. Like I immediately like, "Oh no, this is not for me." And so then her and her man, they put me with well, the man. He put me in a side group with uh, just us. It was like, "Oh, so you too good for a group chat?" Yes. I said, and I said, "Absolutely." <laughs> I said, black salutely, don't do this to me again. And like, we continued on in that chat until I left too. I was like, well, I'll leave this one too. Shit, I'm not playing. And group chats are stressful <laughs> because you come back to your phone and it, especially me because I don't have alert sounds. My phone's yeah. always on silent. So I'll come back and it'll be 365 texts. I'll be like, wow, somebody and, died. And the bubble's still pushing. And I'm then like, you oh, look and no. people are talking about nothing. Bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. Um, it I, can know, just, be. To me, it depends. Like, so, ours is fun. Yeah. I feel like I don't like temporary group chats. I like right. group chats that are longstanding. You're all are in there for, Yeah, you know. But for events, special events, or like for invitation purposes, they're a bit irritating. Just they email are. all of us. NBCC yeah. on the email. Yeah, B- it's going B- to everyone's C- phone. B- <laughs> C- it's, it's very imperative. Because people don't know the CC and the BCC. <laughs> right. Be cool, cunt. <laughs> Thank you. Please. And that's the worst, too. Now everybody knows your oh email. Oh, my God. Because you know there's somebody always looking through like, oh, maybe back can network. Like, no. Don't send me shit. Don't you do it. <laughs> but hey. It's so silly. Hello, beloved. It's like, uh-uh, goodbye. <laughs> so that was a very random hot button. Yep. But, you know, a lot is going on in the world. So we we got to keep it light to balance these energies because woo-wee. Woo-chow. Woo-chow. Woo-chale. We all need someone to talk to, a person who can support us through the rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. That's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today, mobile, affordable, and available when you need it. Simply provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match with one of their 5,000-plus therapists the very same day. Then you can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. And one month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. Again, Talkspace is very dope. It's convenient. You can do it on the go. It doesn't feel like a chore or a task. It's just more so keeping yourself accountable. And it's actually really good to see how far you come along with your person. And you can just kind of text them and send them little pictures and audio. You don't have to really sit down and drive out, meet, and get dressed up. It's convenient. It's it, That's annoying sometimes. You're like, such Damn, a I millennial. Go. I am. Listen, <laughs> anything that can make my life a little bit easier. And if it's going to help make my mind, it, put my mind at ease too, why not go for both? I'm just saying. <laughs> so Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist, 
for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and use the code ZONE to get $65 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Zone and Talkspace.com. So let's bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> so speaking of keeping it light, when was the last time you guys went to the park and just walked barefoot on the grass? I don't do that. <laughs> no offense to anybody who does, but I don't do that. Why are y'all like this? <laughs> Why don't you do that? Because, like, I feel like that's just a little bit too risky. <laughs> you know, this is New York. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. It's a lot going on. And then my feet. Like, I got to protect my feet. What's Ooh. risky about it? Give my us, feet. Give us some example. Dirt, grass, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck I'm going to expose the skin on my feet to. What if I have a reaction to something and I end up with? For real. My feet look like bubble wrap under the bottom or something. Like, no, like, I can't. Asante, you laughed. Why don't you do it? Oh, I just, I wasn't raised that way. No? You know, the shoe's outside. Okay. Unless I'm at, like, the beach or, like... If I just know, like, it's, like, some grassy knoll somewhere, no, I wouldn't do that either. So if we're, so. like, a meadow <laughs> having a picnic, you could. wouldn't take off your shoes? No. No, I mean, my shoes, outside. If we're on the blanket, <laughs> if we're on the blanket, yeah, I might yeah. take off my shoes. On the blanket, we could. I'm not yeah. taking off my socks to play in the grass. I don't no. need I don't need my feet to feel the, the dewy blades. None no, of that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What about at the beach? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, the beach. Of so course. sand, yeah. yes, grass, no. Because yeah. there's water there to, like, wash. So, you know what I'm saying? You hold your shoes, and then when you get ready to exit, you know how it is. You run them under this shower thing. Them country right. boys. I'm not a country boy like that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> I really love y'all's about faces. To say sand is more poisonous than grass. No, no, no. Listen, listen. So NASA, I was reading this journal where NASA says that the flow of liquid iron, right, in the Earth's core creates electric currents. So think of the Earth as being literally electric. You want me to go get my feet shot walking listen. outside? Okay. <laughs> so in turn, these electric currents, right, they create a magnetic field, like a magnetic force field. So you can say that the surface of the Earth has these electrons because these electrons are actually mobile within this magnetic field and they're negatively charged. Don't think negative as like literally negative. It's just the mm. charge. Um, so the body, the human body, we're also bioelectric, which is super cool. We're all like electric. It makes me think of a movie, like those cartoons that Asante be watching. <laughs> Where you got to join up with the robot. Where you got to join up and link up. You sync up literally your electricity with the Earth's electricity. So the way that this works is that free radicals in the body, you know how we're, all, we're made up of atoms, right? So free radicals are essentially unstable atoms that lost their electrons, essentially what it is. They never had one. They lost it. And the only way that these free radicals can become stable again is if they gang up on other atoms and swipe the electrons. Um, This is what's called oxidative stress. And it causes a shitload of problems in our bodies when that happens. When when we have that imbalance where our body's almost like too positively charged, Um, it can cause things like clogged arteries, rheumatoid arthritis, vision decline, um, a lot of age-related appearances like wrinkles, loss of elasticity in your skin, you know, when your skin isn't as taut 
um, the changes. The people that look like they be outside barefoot. <laughs> Stop go ahead, friend. <laughs> I can't. Changes even in like your hair texture and things like inflammation. Um, so there's this thing called grounding and earthing. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, little somebody named <laughs> So this is something I've done for many, many years, but it wasn't until recently that I was like, you know what? I'm wondering what it is that it actually does. Because for me, it was an intuitive practice. Mm-hmm. Where when I felt like my cortisol levels, like the horm- the stress hormone, when it was too high, you know, sometimes you feel out of whack. For me, what would calm me down is to go to Central Park and literally like put my blanket out. I usually buy some fruit and then just be barefoot on the grass. And that always calms me down. Ha's funny enough that you bring her up. She was making fun of me the other day because something happened that would normally stressed me out so she called me to check up on me and I told her I was like I'm in the park barefoot like I'm totally fine (laughs) and she was cracking up she was like of course you are right (laughs) but it's a it's a practice that really has helped me so to see the science broken down like that just made it even cooler because now you can obviously aside from knowing what's literally happening but to me the visual of the earth being this, you know, magnetic force field and being literally electric and then us being bioelectric and you're like literally syncing up where your body might have these deficiencies, mm. whereas literally the electrons that are not ganging up properly, you know what I'm saying? But then the earth has these electrons for free that are literally right there at the surface in the magnetic field. And it's just... They're saying that what they're this. I was reading the Journal of Environmental and Public Health in case anybody wants to look it up. They have an article, a journal called Earthing Health Implications of Reconnecting the Human Body to the Earth's Surface Electrons. And I love it because the way they described it is omnipresent. This is what it says. Throughout the environment is a surprisingly beneficial yet overlooked global resource for health maintenance. Mm disease prevention, and clinical therapy, and it's the surface of the earth itself. The surface of the planet is electrically conductive, a limitless and endless supply of free electrons, stabilizing our internal bioelectrical environment for the normal functioning of all body systems, organs, tissues, and cells. Get out of here. Tell me that's just not cool. That is. So things like chronic illness, Immune disorders, inflammatory diseases, which you guys have known. I've been complaining about inflammation at the base of my spine, which I'd like to say that I no longer have. Hey, Thank you. I've been working on it all year and I feel so much better. Um, But all of those things have increased dramatically in the human body and people because the modern lifestyle, if you think about it, has increasingly separated humans from the flow of the Earth's electrons. Even our footwear, back in the day, you have to think about it, people wore like animal hides. Mm. And when your foot sweats, that's still conductive to the earth. Yeah. So the electrons still had a way to flow into your body. But now we wear rubber, plastic, <laughs> all kinds of insulated footwear that doesn't allow that flow to come in. Think about it. We're indoors. Like you guys laughed when I asked when was the last time you were barefoot. You're like, hell no. Most of us don't live lifestyles that create that connection with the Earth's surface, um, whether, you know, it's cultural or 
just how you were raised or even just environmental. We're all in buildings like sardines and these concrete uh, shoe boxes all day. You know what I mean? Half of us spend most of the day in offices and the average person, like we said, does not walk around barefoot <laughs> unless you're me. <laughs> I remember being younger in the park barefoot and ants biting me. And oh, so no, the, 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 uh, the, the fire little, ants. Them, them, uh-huh. So, you know, <laughs> since that, we don't really rock. And it gets tricky, let's be real, <laughs> because, you know, in New York, you might step on a syringe Ooh, or yeah. vials or Dog shit or glass, human shit, human shit at right. that glass. I mean, you name it. It's not like the city is kept up well yeah. for you to like even feel comfortable being barefoot. So I completely understand why that's not part of a lot of people's lifestyle. So where we got to go, Wyoming or some shit? <laughs> but no, because the thing is, the conductivity is in grass and dirt and in sand. So if you can get to the beach. You know, to the sand, they're saying even with just 30 minutes of you allowing that conductivity, it in no way implied that like if you have inflammation, you go stand on the earth and it's going to be gone. <laughs> That's not what it's saying right. at all. But it's saying the earth is literally an antioxidant, mm. which is what neutralizes and stabilizes the free radicals that over time do damage the cells in your body. So you literally have this healing force field that can connect to your body and provide where there's a deficiency. So it's more so about creating a regimen where you connect to the earth through this grounding on a regular basis. Mm. Now, like with everything, there are tons of science journals. There's actually this website called, I think it's called Less Likely, where they like critically assess science journals and go ham on what's bullshit, and they were tearing, you know, these articles apart. Um, but I believe in it because I have experienced it myself. Like, I know that my cortisol levels drop if I can just get barefoot somewhere on the grass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've experienced it myself. So there's going to be critics with everything. But like I always say, you shouldn't, you'll know the truth by how it makes you feel. Right. That should be your science project. I always say that on the show. It may be true. It may be quackery. I suggest you be your own scientist, something to try. The beauty of this is that it's nothing you have to buy. <laughs> nothing you have to put, you know, topically or consume or eat. Literally, go stand on the grass. If you're blessed to be near a beach, go stand on the sand. Yes. 30 minutes minimum. Try to create a regimen. Maybe be like, I'm going to do this grounding process on a daily basis for 30 days and keep note, maybe even a little journal to see like, how did you feel on those days as opposed to the days that you didn't ground? Fran, you sure if we do this at the beach, we ain't going to get electrocuted? <laughs> <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I was going to say, because I do feel like a lot, I just thought it was the Pisces in me, but I feel like a lot freer at the beach. Like it's nothing like digging your feet into the sand. But this is why. And I was watching a TED Talk where the guy was, this one scientist was saying, and, you know, aside from the Journal of Environmental and Public Health, which obviously, I mean, you could trust that. <laughs> and then even health, the health tab under the U.S. News, like I was looking at accredited sources because I know how people are. Um, but on a TED Talk, there was a doctor who was saying that most people, when they go on vacation and they come back feeling so rested, he's like, yes, of course, the fact that you weren't at work <laughs> is going to help you get rested. 
But one very overlooked aspect of vacationing primarily at beaches mm. is that conductivity that you take part in. And, and you know, people tend to be at the beach for hours. And usually you're at the beach every day when you go on vacation. Like you kind of go ham with the conductivity. And so um, people don't realize that, that they're actually like, those electrons Charging that are coming up. from, yeah, it's like your phone. You're literally recharging, literally recharging your body. And then let's not talk about vitamin D, which I'm going to do a whole other wellness segment on that because I've been taking vitamin D supplements mm -hmm. and keeping track. I wanted to keep track of the progress before doing a wellness segment. I've been doing it for two months now and I definitely want to talk about it. Um, but that combination of the electrons in the magnetic field isn't that cool to think about, though? Like, the Earth is literally sub uh, supplying the charge yeah. that you need for your body. <laughs> the true mother. But I'm doesn't right. that make you kind of reconsider? Yeah. It does. Like, shout out to the Cinderella's. It does make me reconsider. <laughs> right? And, and I get it. I get it. People have their preferences. But when you think of it in terms of science and health, and what it provides for you, this like healing support for your body just to make sure you handle the inflammation and any other ailments. A lot of autoimmune diseases going around. This is something to consider to add to your regimen. I love that it's global. I love that it's free. I love that for the most part, it's accessible. I understand not everybody, you know, can ground depending on where you live. But if you can find a plot of grass somewhere and some dirt, Get your ass. Get busy. And it has to be connected to the earth, right? I can't just go buy me a plot from Home Depot and put it on my roof and just, you know, go touch that grass. Well, here's the thing. They do sell earthing sheets and mats mm -hmm. for people that want to put it under their desks, mm. whether at home or in the office. They have mats that you can put on top of your um, mattress earthing pads that's what they're called mm. and you can look them up and it creates the same conductivity now here's the thing you have to plug those in because it's using electric conductivity i know that's the only thing that makes certain people hesitate because it's like i don't want to sleep on a mat that's plugged in. so i literally might just i should just go outside for that to, <laughs> I, I prefer to have to like plug something in and do all that <laughs> no I personally prefer it just because that just gives me the heebie-jeebies, but that could be me being completely closed-minded. <laughs> I don't want to be put back to the earth after that. <laughs> the heebies in all of the jeebies. Okay. But, you know, it's trying to recreate the same mm -hmm. conductivity. So I get it, but I say go out in the grass if you can. But if you can't, I also don't want to scare anybody off. Please do your research. Look up the earthing mats and pads and sheets. They have bedding. I mean, the whole nine, the whole shebang. I want to earthing depend. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> but grounding, earthing, the names are interchangeable. Do your research. If you're someone who already does this practice, I would love to hear your feedback. Maybe like me, you didn't even know the science behind it, but it's something that you intuitively knew calmed you down. Something to consider. I'm going to lay on my back and I'm going to take a little, like, a little trivet. What's the, not trivet, a little, what's the little small shovels called? That you plant flowers with. A hoe. Anyway. No. <laughs> Ain't it a hoe? Why'd you say it a like hoe? that? A speaking a of hoe. that, I'm going to use one to dig a little ditch for my ass so I can lay down oh in the, when God. I lay down in the dirt, <laughs> I can earth. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, just a little trend, a little ditch for my butt. Yeah. The like perfect right ending to the wellness segment. <laughs> Grounding, earthing, look it up, Assing. and that's it for <laughs> 
this week, Asante. What you got for us, Mr. Music Man? It's the Music Man segment. <laughs> We've been talking about reality TV and music. Um, I want to talk about live performances. I just want to talk about some things that I've seen that I want to just talk about. Hopefully you guys have seen them. If you haven't, we can talk about it somehow still. Um, I want to give a shout out. I think I shout out Ari Lennox last week. I'm not sure if I have. She's so uh, funny. She debuted on Jimmy Fallon's show. Ooh. Performing. Was that, that was her TV debut? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's performed all over the place. So it's kind of like, oh, she's a seasoned professional girl. But uh, it was her, t- her, her TV debut. And it went off without a hitch. She looked great. Backup was amazing. They had the little choreography going. She did a couple <laughs> of songs. Jimmy Fallon came out at the end, showed her love, and pulled up a Shea Butter Baby on like a vinyl. It made me want to get it on the vinyl. Oh, Ooh. I gotta look it up. I did you gotta watch? That's she did. So cool. She she started this the shit off like singing her face off, <laughs> and then made them jam. I was like, this is great. I love her so much. Yes, Ari Lennox is. The She's love. like blowing up right now and it is rightfully so, so, so exciting to see it's great I don't know that I've witnessed someone like personally blow up like that yeah. like in real time like actually seeing it happen yeah a lot of my friends either like they just never really got to that point mm-hmm. or like they're still working on it or oh, I got in their life like when they had already been there but this feels like so fascinating to yeah. catch like she's blowing up it's so crazy because I I remember seeing her perform at the beginning of the year uh, when she was performing with Black in Atlanta. And I remember just being so happy to be in Atlanta for so many reasons. And she was like the perfect cherry on top to add to that. Because she she brought out Earth Gang at the uh, beginning of the year. And these are all people that have been working <gasps> for so long. Earth Gang? Earth oh, Gang. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Justin, this is hilarious. The wind chimes are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just dope to watch like people hustle and how hard they've been working and it's even doper to listen to them on the Dreamville project and how they slay all the people on there they're really good and everybody's I great I like they're super slept I on I don't mean that they slay like you know everybody sucks on there the whole project like everybody that's been placed on there does such a great job of shining in their moment but it's just something special about Ari Lennox to me so I just have to shout her out as many chances as I can get so yeah I want to shout out her performance on Jimmy Fallon um, I think Megan the Stallion performed on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, there's all mm. Jimmy's in late night. Jimmy right. Stable. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but Megan did her uh she did a little mashup too. She uh did like the first couple lines of Reeler and then went right went right into Big Old Freak, had a couple of background dancers, some freak. backup singers. So it was dope to watch the stallion, you know, do real hot girl shit. I just love watching these people make their TV debuts and really just shut shit down. Like, Megan, I watched her perform at the BET, um, the red carpet, and, well, the blue carpet, rather. And it was really, really dope to watch Megan on that stage, like, in that live outside. Because, you know, um, the pre-show be hot. She was out there rocking the stage and, like, really shut it down and, you know, made uh, Karuchi and Terrence Howard, uh, Terrence Howard, Terrence J laughed really hard at the end of it. So <laughs> could you imagine Terrence Howard up there on the stage? <laughs> hey, yeah, we got uh, Megan the Stallion up here. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just want to shout my girls out because I love supporting them and talking to people doing cool shit. I can't wait to watch um, more people do really dope shit on uh, SNL. Performances like that. Like those are performances where people really get to kind of show their ass. So whenever those performances happen, like I don't know if it needs to be Lizzo on SNL I don't know if it needs to be, you know, Ari Lennox on SNL, but whoever's coming up next on SNL. Like, I like performances like that. Those performances, rather. I do think it's... Oops, sorry. sorry. (laughs) Yes. We're both like... Yes. I do think it's funny that we see these people on the internet, 
like for months, years, and yeah. then like then the TV catches up. Right. You know, like it's right. like it's so late, low key. Like for them to be debuting now, I'm like, woo, y'all are late. Right. After all this time, always early, never late. Let's right. just put that out there. What were you gonna say? That it was funny you mentioned. Lizzo, Ari Lennox, and performance because they just announced yesterday. Oh yeah, their tour. Yeah, they're going Ari on the road Lennox together. Is, is opening for Lizzo I like they're going on the that. road. Yeah. That's dope. And that I, is I, dope. you know, I, I told you Lizzo won me over with her performance at Terminal Five. So I'm definitely down to go back. And the fact that Ari is going to be there. After you thought to yourself, bitch, you emotional. I was emotional. <laughs> I, was, emotional. I started hitting the shoot and the flute. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I want to shout them out. I also want to shout out Lil Nas X. Been listening to you know what? He's blowing up. I really, really, I don't know why, because you know the project's so short. So I just be like, let me put this on and see how I feel about it today. And every time I listen to it, I like it more and more. Like I liked it when I first heard it, but listening to it more, I'm like, okay. Like the Cardi feature was really, really dope. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like because because you know when they were showing up a lot of places together, people were like, oh well, you know, he just did that feature because. They was doing the road thing together, so she just did it for him. Even if that was the case, she did a great job. It's not like she gave him some slap verses or whatever. Right. The record actually is really dope. What I like about Lil Nas X is he can make really dope records. Like, the records that I've heard, you know, the one um, with Billy Ray, the one with Cardi, I feel like they would be strong records without those features, but they are great features. So, shout out to Lil Nas X. Do you like the remix of the remix? I do. I haven't heard it. You ever heard who's it? On, who's on the remix of the remix? Young, Young Thug, Thug and Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. Oh! And, and Mason, Mason slid. First of all, Mason slid. Ramsey. Do you hear me? First of all, yes. I wasn't and yes again. I got no giddy up and giddy out my way. way. <laughs> yes Jab and yes like again. Slid. Yes and yes again. <laughs> Shit. Young Thug was a yes, but Mason Ramsey's a Guess yes what again. color Young Thug's horse is? Because <laughs> you know how everybody gets a horse or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Young Thug's horse is um green. <laughs> and Slide Mason Ramsey's little pony yeah. is like this. A little yeah. white pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw him, Lil Nas X was on Twitter asking if, because he, he apparently wants to keep releasing remixes. So he asked what people, song. I know, I'm Ooh. like. Just give us a new one. Well, I want the... He wants Dolly Parton and Meg Ooh, the Stallion. Yeah, together. Together. And I can I, see Yeah, it. you see the horses? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, then, you um, want to talk about having the horses in the back. And then Mariah Carey's there another one. People were saying it'd be dope if it was a unicorn with glitter. Well, I'm the person who said glitter you said horse. That? I want these hoes to know. <laughs> yes. I was the one who said the horse would be glitter. And Ew. to evolve that, I would like it to be Swarovski crystal. Ah. I think that would be. Yeah. A, can't you see it, friend? I, totally I would. See. I would. So I'm fine with those. And today he was um, trolling us again because Bruno Mars congratulating congratulated uh, Little Nas X on beating his record at the Hot 100 for oh, maintaining, you know, staying at the top. Yeah. So he beat Bruno Mars's record. Now he's only got is it one or two more weeks before he beats one? Mariah, right? Yeah. Ooh. Damn, and that's bro. how it got to. The conversation. I about think the he's collab. gonna beat it too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna drop off anytime soon. I just would like to say how random of a song. I remember watching that, uh, watching random memes and hearing that song in them, and going to the comments to figure out what the fuck that <laughs> shit was. I was. Like, what the fuck is this song? It kind of go in a little. Like, I, I'm mad at it, <laughs> but it kind of go in a little record. bit. Wait to hear Mason's verse. I can't wait to hear that. Mason sounds so cute. I can't get over it. His little voice coming in, too. It's just like the contrast of his little high-pitched sound. He's so cute. Wow. 
So yeah, nothing big for music, man. Just want to shout out a bunch of people. And now this is the part where I get to hear about what you guys are shouting out. Because mm. you could tell me what you've been listening to lately. Now, friend, you know, we always start with the ladies first, okay? So you need me. to tell me what the ladies verse has been. What song you been singing in the shower or, or putting on the repeat? You know, they say this is a big, rich town. <laughs> <laughs> I just come from the poorest part. When is that coming back on? August something. <gasps> like, it's about what? to come back, like, very soon. Whoa. It's like the last season, too, right? Yeah. Well, that's what he said. Then he said it wasn't. So we kind of, I'm assuming it still is. Angela, but please. we don't really know. Please, Angela. So I have, um, God, man, Spotify really messed me up. I'm going to complain about this every week. <laughs> Them taking out my recently listened. That's so annoying. Okay. Um, I still really been on my Afro beat. Like <laughs> y'all yes. just gonna have to accept that, especially all summer long. Um, <laughs> Afro beat all summer. So Wizkid and Larry Gaga, which made me laugh when I saw that. Because at first I was Larry like, Larry Gaga. Fucking Gaga. <laughs> they have a record together called Low. That's super dope. That's how it goes. So dope. It's super chill. Yeah. It's more on the vibey yeah, side. Mellow. Slap a hoe, get down on the low. <laughs> I love that song, friend. Dead. <laughs> so that's Larry Gaga and Wizkid. Wizkid's one of my faves. Um, and then I'm trying to see because it's just so many. I'm like, who can I pick? And then um Niniola has a song called Boda Sadiq. I really hope I'm saying that right. And this is how it goes. I highly doubt those are the words. Um, those are the only two I'm gonna give y'all. <laughs> Sorry, friend. See, if we would have just shut the fuck up. Oh, you know what? No, song. I'm lying. Hold on. Hold on. My boo. First of all, can I just tell y'all how much I love Bad Bunny? Yes. Are y'all fans? Yeah. Yes. Why did I write Bad Honey? We're only what? fans. I know. <laughs> Too so, many things happened at the same damn time. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. So he has a song with Jay Balvin called... <laughs> That's what they song called? You know what? <laughs> Why did the OnlyFans joke just you hit did? me? No, friend, not now. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> man, just—that that was, was a good so one, wasn't it, friend? That was amazing. 
Mm. <laughs> Get me out of here, please. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I, can't I feel even like see. juicy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> oh my God. I'm telling you, good woman, bad bunny. Here we go. I'm telling you. Tellin All right, I got it. So, bad bunny and J Balvin and Mr. Easy. Oh, God. This is just not helping. <laughs> Match, May, and <laughs> Have a song called Como un Bebe. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> oh my God. Why is this <laughs> Which I love because it fuses <laughs> Latin trap. It fuses. <laughs> with Afrobeat. Which on, to baby. me is beautiful. Those are like the. <laughs> I'm trying. To... <laughs> I'm going to just play the song. <laughs> dancing in my house you ever clean and, and you're playing music and you, half the time it literally took me all day to just clean my bathroom because I could not stop dancing yeah, <laughs> I was like you. this is a mess but this song so good do I you guys it. think there's already a hit of the summer or do you think it hasn't come out yet yes there is Old time we be honest about it well that that <laughs> is just Man. obviously like the song of the year. Right. But, um, you know, like they said, we dragged Saweetie for a long time. And she has a record of the summer. She does. My type. To me, the first type. song, the official song of the summer to me is Beyonce's Before I Let Go um, mm, cover. Fair. I think that just covers like all bases. But aside from that, what's really getting people going right now is My Type by Saweetie. Damn, Saweetie. She got one. You know, you got to give you gotta give credit where she and actually she got a couple. she just broke the Hot 100. She week. did? Yep. Good. Good for her. The record broke the Hot 100, which is a first for her. And she's the one that um, made this the seventh woman rapper to enter the Hot 100, like, at Go the same ahead. time right now. Good for Sweetie. Or rather, maybe track. it's in 2019. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And it's shout happened. out to DJ Miss Milan, who's her Sweetie's DJ now. Oh, yeah. Traveling the world, dope. like, killing it with so her. So cool to see her yeah. in, like, Berlin and all over the place. So, yeah, I'm down with Sweetie having the, the song of the summer. I think that record is dope. That's it is a dope type. record. <laughs> I love the way she yells that. My type. What about you, Dustin Ross? What have you been listening to lately? Um, <laughs> so first okay, of all, Jesus. I want to give a shout out to Missy Misdemeanor Elliott's yes. uh, Super Duper Fly album. 
It came out 22 years ago oh yesterday. <laughs> Every time you do this. <laughs> so 22? Her album been drinking. 22 <laughs> years ago yesterday, y'all, that album came out. Yes. Game-changing album. Shout out to Missy. We ain't even got to wax all poetic like we normally it would. We know is. what the fuck time it is with Missy <laughs> Elliott. So shout out to her. Then as far as what I've been listening to, um, my girl, my boo, my my woman rapper who I love uh, came out with a new track featuring Big Shine. Shout out to my baby yes. Cash Doll. Um, she's got a feel good anthem about just making it out of less than ideal circumstances. Um, and really it's low key an inspirational song. And another thing that's dope about it is there's no sticker. Like they don't curse on the song. Oh, and shit. you really don't know that because it's not like it sounds like Kids Bop or Baby Shark. It's a real song. Like right. you don't mind playing. But it's clean. So Dope. shout out to Cash Dial and Big Shine. It's called Ready Set. Um, and she just released it. Here's a clip that I'm finna play for you right now. I don't go Dutch. I'll never pay. Booed up in Belize. LMA. Ready set. Uh. Better yet. Got this bitch rocking like we never left. Big time, big, big time. All she want from me is just a little time. Flooded out the venue. Hey, I look better than what I've been through. So it's I just a really upbeat summer so, song. Really dope. That's what I've been Is her record to. featuring mm-hmm. Big Sean? Cast Out's featuring Big oh, Sean. Oh, word. Dope. And she also has a collab with Iggy Azalea, believe it or not. That comes out this picture. Friday. The picture is cute. Theme to um, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, that's, that's what That's what the is. whole video is oh, themed okay. to. So it's going to be really cute. So yeah. shout out to KD. Cash Out. No Trey Five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Blood Orange, they put out their project. Love it. Beginning to end. All of it is great. Did you listen? I did. It's super good. Um, There's not one track I want to single out. So it's kind of hard for me to just pick something to play. But I'm just going to play Gold Teeth (laughs) just because... I like the fact that Blood Orange is so unique. And so for you to have Project Pat feature, but still like be true to your sound... And and Tanache. Yeah, and Tanache, yeah. Justine but, Sky's on it too. Yes, she is. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, it's a lot of cool people on the project. So listen to this song. It's called Go Teeth. Um Gangsta Boo's on this track too with Tanache, mm-hmm. but you, I'm not gonna make it that far. So just to give you a little piece of the vibe. So yeah, I just, as I'm out. telling Shit. you, Shit. I love how vibey Blood Orange is, and just to, to really let you know, there's a a, a song, <clears throat> excuse me, the song after that's called Berlin. It features Porches and Ian Isaiah. Porches is this group that I've been listening to. I don't know why they make this really like dope, like sad summary music. It, it almost gives me a little Lana Del Rey. So I really like Porches, but I just love the unique sound that Blood Orange they bring with every track. And even with people like Project Pat and Gangsta Boo on the track. So I just had to share that. I really Don't love Dark and Handsome. Yes. Oh, my God. That might be my favorite song. I love Torah Moi, so mm-hmm. please. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, please just check out uh, Blood Orange. The name of the project is Angel's Pulse. It's it's amazing. I think it's End only 30. It's like 32. 32 music. Uh, 32 minutes. 14 so, songs, right? Yep. I'll give songs. it 14 out of 14. Yeah. Damn. 
Yeah. I will. It's I would a, too. It's yeah. Beginning, yeah. end to end. Like. Yeah. And Blood Orange has always made great music, really dope visuals. So go check out the visuals that go with the the project as well. I think they have two or three videos out. Mm, so, yeah. I didn't catch those. Yeah, I watched one of them the other day. So yeah, I'm gonna go back and rewatch, and we can revisit. So yeah, that's it for the Music Man segment. Lively offers bras and undies that blur the aesthetic lines of lingerie, active and swim, and takes the best elements of high style and functionality from each to create an entirely new category of lingerie. Lively is where high style meets ultimate comfort with soft fabrics, lounge-worthy fits, and clever details to support your life. Wear it all day because it's the most comfortable bra you'll ever wear. And Lively offers a range of bra styles for all different body types available in 32A to 44 triple D. So, damn! So choose, I was going to say, damn! So choose from bralettes. Shout out to all the triple Ds out there. Okay. Choose from bralettes to t-shirt bras, push-up bras, plunge bras, and no-wire bras to find your new go-to piece. Lively believes in charging one price for all women, so it's always one price for all, any style, any color, any size. Use a step-by-step fit guide to find the perfect fit for you and enjoy free and easy returns. What I love about it, going back to the wireless bra joke. (laughs) No, all jokes aside, I'm actually wearing one now under a mesh tank top. And normally you have to put like another tank top under a mesh tank Mm -hmm. top. But because it has like a cool aesthetic and vibe to the bra, I didn't even have to put anything else under the mesh tank top. So I love it. It does do what it says in the ad about being high style. Listen, when it said the aesthetic lines of lingerie, active and swim, taking the best elements of high style and functionality, I was like, well, damn. I love it. I don't wear bras, but I know if I did, I would rather have a lively one than a dead one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's facts. <laughs> so for a limited time, get $10 off your first order by visiting wearlively.com forward slash friendzone and entering friendzone at checkout. That's W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y dot com slash friendzone, promo code friendzone, only available in the U.S. Now we're going to move on over to TV land. Dustin Ross tossing the ball back in your court. What you got for us? Euphoria and Pose are the two best shows airing on TV right now. Um, so I think that's a great right. I think that's <laughs> a great um, place to to begin and end this Ooh-wee. week. I'm not watching Pose no more, and um, I'm not gonna rewatch. The so the, I don't want to spoil <laughs> oh God, it. We literally got quiet, like because I don't want to spoil it. But last week's episode really fucked me up. Well, if they ain't watched right now, that's on. Yeah, now. I mean, yeah. we gonna have to talk about it, right? I'm, it just really fucked me up. I thought it was the ultimate artistic expression um, as an actor to sacrifice um, your character as part of a series in the name of something as big and as important as violence against trans women yeah. of color specifically. That's like the the coupe de gras as an yeah. actor. And you know a hit what I mean? show at that. On a hit show as your character is peaking in, in, in interest, right? Yeah. Candy was literally my favorite character on the show. I Same. told you guys that weeks ago. Yeah. And so the fact that they chose to kill her at that point when we were just, I mean, it's season two, episode four, right? So we were just becoming like really attached to her. Her role was expanding more and more weekly. And for them to take her from us, I thought it just really drove the point home about the loss that people who are close to trans women of color and any trans woman period that are murdered experience. So 
And honey, when you're an actor, when you're an artiste, like that, something like that, an opportunity like that for your exit from a project to be done in the name of speaking to something as large as that, it just gets no better. So shout out to Angelica Ross. Yes. She's already been cast as a series regular, one of the leads in American Horror Story. That made um, me happy, though. I have yes. to say, yeah. low-key, I got sad. Like, wait a minute. Right. I know I you would like seeing her every her. week, right. but now I'm like, okay, she's not American And she's going to be perfect story. on there. The way that she was as Candy... You know she's going to be perfect on American Horror Story. I hope it's a good role, like a good, juicy, leading role. You know what I mean? The thing is, she has range because she's been acting for a while. And so not all of the roles that she's played have been as, um, I guess, you know, charged in the personality department as Candy was. So it'll be really interesting to see how she plays on a cast that is a part of a project that's horror-related, especially a um, American Horror Story this season. You know it's an anthology series. They change it every season. So this season, it is called AHS 1984, mm. and it's themed to the slasher film. So like, you know, oh, Nightmare Lord. on Elm Street, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and Ryan Murphy was quoted as saying that Angelica's character in this series and in this incarnation uh, of the series is unforgettable. He mm. says she's transitioning into an unforgettable role on in the American Horror Story family. So is Ryan Murphy, you know, working with him is a great thing because if he likes you and he really believes in your talent, he'll keep your ass working. Right. So shout out to Angelica Ross for landing in a great place. Yeah. Um, I thought she the was episode great. was cool. The way that they gave us closure as fans, of course, they were fantasy scenes where the cast was talking to the the spirit of uh, Candy or whatever and kind of making peace with whatever loose ends they still had untied with yeah. her. Um, but it and definitely made me feel a little bit better. Oh, the family. The family. Ooh, child. The family. And you know what? It fucked me up because when she was like, oh, yeah, and thanks for trying with my parents. Like when she mm-hmm. said that. It was Angel. funny. Yeah, it was. And it was just kind of like, damn, that's sad, mm-hmm. though, because, you know, she was... because. Especially with gay and trans, like, you know, with families, so like, eh, you, you might get it, you might not. But then to see her get that closure later anyway, I was like, oh, okay. And also, I thought it was dope that they um, showed her parents the dynamic that they played as far as the father being more supportive and more yes. open to accepting, quote-unquote, her. I thought that was really dope to see. And uh, performance-wise... To me, like the scene where Candy was talking to her mom, yeah, that's got to be submitted for like consideration in some way next season, next award season, um, especially since Pose now has the attention. Which congratulations to Pose for being nominated for six Emmys, friend. Six Emmys, like you said, um, that's so massive. With that kind of of attention on them and on their uh, work, I just think it's a great thing. It can only mean good things for the series and the characters. So. I definitely wanted to spend a little time just talking about Pose and give Candy her flowers from us, too. She yes. was my favorite. Um, me and, yeah, so she was my favorite. I actually <laughs> had a great conversation with Angelica Ross um, on a rooftop about two weeks ago just about working and really taking your opportunities seriously and really, really maximizing your impact. Amen. Really great conversation. Lots of expletives. We laughed. <laughs> it was great. So, and she kept saying how it was actually the week before episode four when we had this conversation and she kept saying how next week was her week. She was like, you guys have to see the episode next week. You're really going to be moved like the and oh, then and wow. I was. Who knew? I was so, old. <laughs> shout out to them and shout out to Pray Tale. <laughs> 
Um, I okay. have to say the good thing about them having six Emmy nominations, that means that budget is about to open ooh, ooh, wide ooh, ooh, open. Work. Boom. Okay. Man, and the season more money, three is about to be bananas. The more yeah. money a show like that has access to, the only it can only get better. Exactly. Tell more details. The costume work, oh the stories they can tell. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they can travel. Like that'll be so dope. I hope they um zip up or sew up another body too. I thought that was so no, interesting. No, let's see. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Okay, so Euphoria, second show that I'm just completely like enamored with. I'm blown away by Euphoria for so many different reasons. Um, The soundtrack, I think, is just everything about this show is just great. It's beautiful to look at. I love the fact that they title all of the episodes after hip hop songs. This week's episode was called Oh Three Bonnie and Clyde. Um, (laughs) I love uh, I love um, Cat. And everything that she's doing with this whole time, like she is going the fuck (laughs) off right now. Okay, live life. I love her outfits, though. I love her outfits in the scene where they showed her walking through the mall, and um, the narration of that scene, what she was saying about how there's nothing more power than a powerful than a fat girl who doesn't give a fuck and Mm -hmm. is confident. When she said that, and we saw her walking through the mall and getting these stares and this attention from everyone, and instead of her retreating or feeling like it was too much, she kind of took ownership of it. That just spoke to me because, you know, I like shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm obsessed with her. Um, if you've ever been through anything in high school where like some sort of scandal was involved or your business got exposed, this episode was something that you would have a, a bigger understanding of. I love the way when when you do a project that's centered around the high school experience, there's certain universal themes that all those projects have, right? Relationships, love stories, um, character development uh, issues where certain characters have self-esteem issues, other ones don't. There's a certain hierarchy, the way that the characters are positioned. And this runs in every high school related project. Mm-hmm. Euphoria has done such a beautiful job of adapting that to literally today's world beyond just the characters having social media accounts. Like this really is an accurate depiction that I know what things were were part of the adult world that I was um, in, interacting with and, and in taking part in as a teenager. So the things that they're choosing to attach these kids' lives to and their their actions to, I just think is brilliant. It's just a brilliant show. Um, I am very nervous for Jules. Uh, I I I'm confused. I felt bad for Jules. Why do you think she <laughs> ran out of the skating rink when? Rue's other best friend said, I think it's because of you that Rue is so happy. And then Jules like completely froze up and like ran out of the skating rink. Why do you think she did that? I think it's a, and I'm speaking from experience because I feel like I completely related. It's a lot of pressure when someone's healing is based, you know, loosely, I was putting, you know, quotations, is based on you making them happy in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it becomes this pressure of like, I have to be here. <laughs> if I do anything, it might send them into a relapse. And all of a sudden you can't think about anything but that, you know? And it's just like, especially when you think about it, it's not like Jules was 100% for this either. It was something that she was kind of like still feeling out, you know, figuring out. Rue's yeah. the one that's like all in. Like, she already, this is her dream girl. She's, like, fantasizing. (laughs) You saw her masturbating. Like, she's all in. 
And as her mentor said at the rehab center, yes. you're um, Ali, right? What's his name? Ali. I think it's, I Ali. Think it's Ali. You're just uh, switching addictions. Yeah. You're swapping essentially from the drug to love. Yeah. And looking for the dopamine in a person now. Which we Ooh. talked about that, that dopamine shit. We talked about that on the friend zone before. Right. So I think it was a very, very um, accurate analysis of exactly what's going on between Rue and Jules' relationship. Um, it's so funny because in episode one, Jules was my favorite character based on the scene where uh, Nate ran her down in that pickup truck. I always, I, I like to see people redeem, like have some sort of... Um, opportunity to be vindicated right so the fact that he knocked her off that uh, bike and just the adversity she was getting I really wanted Jules to win and Rue with her substance abuse issues and the bond that she has with her baby sister I just want to see that both of those girls win I hate the fact that they're in a relationship because I really like them they're not in a relationship but entertaining this gray area of kind of figuring out it It makes a great story (laughs) but I want them to just be best friends I know so, because I don't want anything to get in the way of their friendship. I don't, That's and my I only know fear. it's obviously they're gonna take us there before yeah. the season is out. But um, just seeing that, then I, my heart was broken when her little sister was getting high with those guys at the carnival. But that's know. what you do—is it? You know that happens, and and the I way really, that they were talking, I'm, yeah. I'm like, don't talk to my sister like that. Well, and and it was <laughs> funny because again, going back to the bond that Rue and her little sister Gia have immediately once they started kind of getting because the we saw the conversation go from kind of playful to just straight up disrespectful yeah and once that shift occurred she kind of got up and they put their arms around each other and left so Mm -hmm. i love their 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 bond as sisters um and rue held it down you know she made sure her sister didn't get in trouble i was shook i was like the mom is gonna be in the living room waiting waiting up. up for them and see the little sister high out of her mind and of course she's going to uh-huh. accuse Rue Ru. of being a bad influence yeah. but that didn't happen when it's happen. the opposite and I just as soon as Rue got a little careless and, and her sister kind of when they separated at the park at the fairgrounds rather immediately I was you like knew. here we go God Jesus God please Lord <laughs> I knew right then so um, I'm just blown away with with Euphoria the cast the stories I love that every week we're getting to know more and more about a different character uh, what do you think about Cassie and her relationship um, and the way she responded to her boyfriend not claiming her at the festival when they were introduced? I mean, it was kind of weird, though, because he... We just chilling. Right. But, I mean, that's expected, That too. hurt her damn feelings, too. You saw her. Or what about when... Um, is a cat there's so mm-hmm. many names right when cat misread the situation with the boy she likes oh my god yes talking to the other girl yes. she like is so mean to him now and he's like what the hell did i do i wish she would just tell him me too because so he really he could be yeah. like no like that's she was not with my brother happened. she was asking me about my brother yeah. or whatever i don't know so it's just really good okay so euphoria is the Rue's shit. best friend who low-key i feel like is in love with rue yeah. Doing and, that piece for her in the cup. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just was, I was interested to see how the three of them, how that dynamic was going to play out when they did try to go hang out. Mm-hmm. I just really love Rue. I got a soft spot for Rue. Me too. I do. And Zendaya is acting her ass. O-F. 
F every single week. People seem really overwhelmed by that show. Are you overwhelmed? No. A lot of people are. I'm people not. I know personally. That's are. what I'm yeah. saying. Because people are like, this show is too much. Like, and I I'm like, you did this to me. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, maybe it depends on what you've been through in your life. Right. For True. you to decide whether a show is a lot or not. And it almost seems like, it don't seem soft by any means, but like the way that they justify like how she got into drugs and shit like that, not that I'm like, oh, but it kind of made me seem like, oh, well, I mean, of course this shit's going to be grotesque, but like you at the very least get to see why and how people fall down these holes. Like her even being in the house while the, the drug dealer's plug was there, like... Oh gosh, that was That was scary. the scene that someone who I know personally Spent told to me like that was too much for them. They're like, I could not handle that scene. And I understood the intensity yeah. of it being maybe intimidating for some people. Um, I think my perspective is a little bit different because I act and I write. And mm -hmm. so when I'm watching it, I'm looking at it through a totally different lens. Right. And a I'm more in technical a technical lens. So for me, because we have that technical eye, right? The fact that I'm entertained beyond that and actually like caught up in these characters and their stories, I know that this is a knockout. This mm -hmm. is literally a knockout. It's the greatest show ever. And I just can't wait for their recognition um, from the awards, um, from the Television Academy and just award season in general to reflect that because it's definitely deserving. Ooh, they're going to sweep. I hope so. And shout out to Zendaya for taking edgy roles. Yes. Yeah. Talk, she's a Disney girl. I know that's not easy. <laughs> Think about to that. jump into those waters, but I yeah. love it. She's in. She's so stylish. She's so um, pro black. She's just so I love Zendaya so much. So that's it. And also, just really quick on the reality tip, I want to give a huge shout out to the Real Housewives of Potomac because they are delivering. Basketball oh Wives God. is also delivering. So those are two reality <laughs> shows. If you need your fix or if things have been a little lackluster, they switched up the production company at Basketball Wives, and this season, literally every episode has had wild moments. I haven't had a filler episode yet. Basketball Wives has delivered. I'm invested in those storylines because I've been watching from the beginning, so that's just for those that are still watching. <laughs> and The Real Housewives of Potomac, again, knockout franchise. Please talk about Potomac. Please. Just talk about them, please. There's really nothing to say please. other than this one thing. Clankety-clank. Clankety-clank. <laughs> that bar <laughs> She's like, and the way she said, Karen Huger is who we're talking about. She was having a disagreement with Ashley Darby, whose husband, Michael Darby, had just been accused of physically, sexually assaulting a male cameraman on the set by goosing him. When there's already goosing. been conversation. Goosing. <laughs> Squeezing that's the butt cheeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you, okay. No. <laughs> Two hands, not one. So, okay, so, but then, so, those accusations came on the heels of him him also being really drunk, so they say, and saying that he wanted to, you know, well, how did the song go, friend? Give me that. He, he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, perform fellatio. He said he wanted to perform fellatio. So now they are wondering, and and Katie, Katie, who was a season Yo, one vet, me down. First of all, she looks like a witness, like with that wig on. Like, girl, what crime did you see happen that you hiding from the world? Because that that wig, like, bitch, did you just get out the dryer? Like the wash, she looks like she's been laundered. I don't know what the hell is going on with Katie, but she's funny because when they were talking about it with Ashley, she looked at Ashley and said, "Is he gay?" <laughs> like, like Ashley's like, no, he's not gay. She's like, okay, well, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong, like, with, yeah. there's nothing wrong with sucking a little bit. Right. <laughs> so Potomac is, is delivering, right to say the least. Make sure you guys watch. Yes. And that's it for TV Land this week.
<laughs> All right. Enough is enough, I guess. So now it's time for This is a Story. That's right. And before we get into This is a Story, I want to remind everyone to go to thefriendzonelive.com. Pick up your tickets for our August 10th uh, New York City Live show celebrating our fourth anniversary. Uh, it's going to be at the New School Tishman Auditorium that is on 13th and 5th here in New York City at 8 p.m. Get your motherfucking tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. Shout out to all the VIPs that got theirs because ain't no more than to get. Okay. With that being said, let's move on to This is a Story. <clears throat> Episode 23, y'all. Like Jordan. <laughs> And by the way, this week we're hearing from Mia again. Six hours later, I was sitting up in the very same hospital bed smiling. Why? I couldn't even tell you myself. Yes, there were funny things happening, like the volley of insults between my, well, between Ryan and my mother. But every time I thought about my second chance at being a mother, I couldn't do anything but smile. Speaking of mothers, I knew it was only a matter of time before mine would have showed up once she'd heard I'd been in an accident. My mother was a lot of things. Rude, angry, resentful, profane, unruly, mm. all of those things. But she was also my mother. And no matter what, she always showed up when it was time. All of my life, she and I had enjoyed a special relationship. As a child, my mama, Francine, had always encouraged me to do things my way. She always supported me putting myself first. And now, as a mother myself, and especially as a woman who saw my mother unapologetically break some rules, I completely understand why. My mom went through a lot with my father, God rest his soul. But when he came home to our home with my baby brother, and my mom hadn't been pregnant in three years, that was the moment my mom began to evolve into her current self. Against the advice of her friends and family, she welcomed my father's new child into our home and into our family. But she also simultaneously dismissed my father from her heart, from her list of concerns, from her priorities. She killed that flame that burned inside her heart for him, and she was able and determined to make him understand the gravity of the pain that he had caused her. And there was only one way she knew how to do that. After the news broke that my mother was having an affair with a prominent judge in our city, my father had been beyond humiliated. He became incensed with anger toward her and basically shamed my mom into leaving town for good. She left town with her head high, though, and a smile on her face because she knew that he would never be the same. And sure enough, my father was not. He grew old and sick alone with only his two children by his side. And he never trusted another woman with his heart again, paying the ultimate karma for his actions. I spent the summers with my mom until college, but my mother and I spoke daily from the moment she left our home. She really won in the end. I smiled at her sleeping, even with her signature frown on her face. I guess I'd been so deep in my own thoughts that I didn't notice that Ron had quietly gone to the restroom and now had returned to my bedside. I looked at him, and our stares held for what felt like an eternity. We smiled at each other, first with our eyes and then with our mouths. He placed his finger over my mouth and then his hand over my hand, and we both squeezed. And as soon as I was about to try to say the words, I love you, he said, shh. And as he leaned in and kissed my forehead and in a sultry whisper began to speak, what he next said to me took the wind out of my cells. 
he said in this whisper, ain't no way I'm raising another man's child with you. As soon as we get home, I want you and all your shit gone. Juices. Damn. I'll see you next week <laughs> for episode 24 of This Is A Story. Well. <laughs> okay. Well. Talking about some walking papers. As always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye. Let's give it up one more time for Ben and Jerry's Big Frida's Booty 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 Bouncing Beignets. That was good. Thank you. I can't wait to try that. You know I think I'm fake from New Orleans. Can't wait to try it again. Shout out to Ben and Jerry's. I love them so much. I love the half-baked flavor. Also, the cherry Garcia is one of my favorites. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, ain't that good? And it's pretty, too. Right. So shout out to Ben and Jerry's once again. I really want to give them some love as we enjoy this hot New York summer. You can cozy up with your favorite flavor available anywhere ice cream is sold. Or you can find a new favorite flavor at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com.